Like you don't realize. Did you hear Nas album done? Yeah, <laughs> I heard the whole fuck. Did you call it? Like, no, but you know what the funny part is? Is when, yeah. when you, like yes. life is good. Yeah. To me, when someone goes Nas, I'm like, oh, he just had a new album. Life is good because I listened to it for so long. Okay, and I, I still it listen to it. Yeah. And it's a really good. Have you heard that one? Life yeah. is good. It's, it's a good really album. good album. Okay, I'll check it out tonight. But the thing is, when you look at the release date on that, that's five, six years ago. Oh, really? That's Nas though. Nas has always been like that. He's yeah, always like five, me, five year well, like, I was gaps listening, I was hearing projects. like from artists that like so many artists talk about how like if you get a Nas verse, yeah. it literally comes in like last minute. It comes oh, yeah. in like as the, like everyone talks about it, as the record's going and like that's maybe you're lucky it'll make the record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but he's always been my favorite rapper. So I remember when that album came out, that's probably the last album I bought other than the Tribe one. I went to Future Shop, bought it, yeah. put it in the car and I literally listened to it for like four years, five years. Yeah. And then so now when someone's like Nas needs a new album, I'm like, he, he life is good's a new album. Then when I look at the release date, it was like back in 2011. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, I was uh, I actually went back. Sorry, Jay Z was always more consistent with that, right? Like yeah, Jay Z was usually like two years, three years, whatever, like turnaround yeah. between projects. But I think Nas a lot of twice as long. But I think Jay Z's also kind of used to be anyway volume guy. Like he he's is. got a bunch of albums that like he, he, yeah, yeah he did yeah. well. Jay Z went through a slump where I would say. Um, uh, after Volume Three, because I didn't even really like Volume Three, and then after Volume Three, I think was the Dynasty album, which was garbage too. And then after the Dynasty album, he did. Uh, I always forget the one where there's only that Rick James sample. That's the only good song on the whole. Entire oh, era. um, uh, I know what you're talking about. There's like two good songs on that whole the album. album. Maybe yeah. it's the Black album. I think is that's just what. No, the Black album's dope. It's after that. It, this one came out four, four, and stuff. Five. Yeah, yeah, but that I'm like, there's really Kingdom t- Come. Was it King, Kingdom yeah, Come? Yeah, it's Kingdom Come. Yeah, because isn't the Black album like one of his best? Some people say it is. Dude, I'm so bad with albums. I love it. It's got the it's got 99 problems on it. Oh no, that that's like one of my favorite. That was when he like came back against strong, right? That's the black album. Kingdom Come was the one where it kind of hit. They missed the mark. Magna Carta, I liked a lot too. But I like like, Magna Carta. Everybody like slept on it, but I think it was because of the release was so weird. It was that Samsung release, but it's also a slightly artsy album. Yeah. compared to the other one, but the release was stupid it was like a staggered release because yeah, they were yeah, releasing yeah. it with the Samsung S4 and you had to have an S4 to download yeah. the app to that be takes some of the like, away from it. and it was so weird and everybody's like what the fuck yeah. screw this you know well, you know talking about good albums we were talking about Nas his, one of his best albums in my mind is The Lost Tapes and that's just a bunch of his unreleased songs that's a good album that too. he released I haven't heard that one either yeah that, that he I had a real cold face for hip hop where I just stopped listening to it so did I but and you know what a lot of it was for me and I, th- I talk about it like I haven't talked about podcasts but like I really despise like I just did not connect at all with the Jiggy era. No, I had not. I was just gone. I was like, all right, I'm moving to yeah, rock music. Yeah, the, like, you know, too flashy I, stuff. I just did nothing for me. That's not why I got into it. I got into it for like the fact that it felt street level. It felt yeah, like you know the boom like, guys. Right? Up, yeah, but also like you know blue collar guys I grew up with stuff like that. And then when it started becoming like the bling bling and all right, that, I had zero. I had nothing. Nothing. I mean, there's a few artists, obviously, like a couple guys. Who yeah, I, I went back. But to when Della Soul made stuff. a Jiggy album, I was like, oh, it's over. Like yeah, Della yeah, Soul just made a Jiggy album. You had a lot of people selling out at that point. Yeah, I don't think anybody. Didn't. I went back to the old school though, like, and I I always have done that even in the past. Like, if I don't like, set I I perfect examples like when I didn't like like two thousand and eight to two thousand and twelve, right? Like that era yeah, of hip hop yeah. or whatever. There was a few far between of that course. came out, like you know, Lucci and all that kind of stuff. And there was some like really cool stuff down south, but it was mostly when that like little John phase came out or whatever. <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm I, I'm over yeah. this, right? And then what I, I couldn't even get into Little Wayne. And I, shit. I went back. Wow. I didn't get it. I respect that. him more now than when he was around. The like, weird thing I didn't is, get to that. is Lil Wayne. Okay, Lil Wayne was like a mediocre ass rapper with like a big following, but he ended up doing um, an album 
that never got released. He did it with, uh, you know, Joel Santana from Dipset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two of them went out and they recorded like, I swear to God, it was like 80 songs in like fucking five days. They just sound like they're on cocaine in like a fucking room in a basement <laughs> in like New Jersey. Wow. And that was after that, when Lil Wayne did that, the songs were actually pretty good. And then he started doing the the, the, the T-Pain singing type shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he started using the auto-tune and stuff. And that's when that he transitioned into that. He was even ahead of Kanye. He was like... No, totally. To, he was next to T-Pain. That's why I say I respect like him now. Big I look, looking back, I see it now. I see like why he was influential. He was also kind of one of the first like of the swag rap movement. Even if we don't really recognize that. Yeah. But a lot of that was just swag. You know, like he yeah. was... His lyrics, his lyrics weren't all like ever the best. He was talking was just, about it today. Like because you know how like Lil Wayne got shit on by the Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff? Yeah. Just recently. And then I was, I was saying to him and I was like everybody's hating on him blah 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 this this and that and then I was like well it's kind of funny like Lil Wayne's been a millionaire since he was 14 yeah he doesn't understand like part. like like he really understands the struggle as much as somebody who's been living in it for and what is wrong years? with people yeah, that they expect I mean. Lil Wayne to be on their side like, exactly like, that's like Jesus Lil that's Wayne like, let's ask what Ja Rule thinks about this, right? like, <laughs> yeah. like how you're right how, how, how does a multi-millionaire how's he gonna relate how's Michael yeah. Jackson gonna relate to this yeah like that, that has people <laughs> every time he walks how does Michael Jackson feel about Black Lives Matter this is so badass <laughs> but what are you just saying? Like, yeah, he's, know, he's, cool. he's, a level of, he's, he's gone now, but he was at a level of fame. Elvis Presley, those guys, like, what What are you asking them? They, yeah. they don't, they don't, like, do you think anyone... They live in a different reality. Yeah, yeah like, do you think anyone's racist to Lil Wayne? Like, he, he walks out of a place there's... Which is what he says. Yeah, he says thousands that. of people screaming, all different colors. Yeah. He's a multi-millionaire in America. He doesn't feel racism. No, and he says... No, it doesn't adversely affect his life on a no. daily basis. And so. I think he's, he's self-conscious about it. That's what yeah. he says. People choose to interpret the words however, but what he's saying is that I'm, I, don't, I don't experience these things, so why do you want me to fake talk about them? Yeah. <laughs> and, and some <laughs> artists... True. Yeah. And, and some artists, like, they, they get behind a cause, which is great. You yeah, but you're like, behind it. Well, you can also appreciate when someone's just being totally honest. Not, say, not I, I, well, I kind like, of appre- to be honest, I kind of appreciate Kanye in the sense that he doesn't really get too political with this stuff because yeah. he's so in another, like, this stuff doesn't affect him. So well, people want him to, people, even now, they're upset at him because they want him to be fake, ups- like, upset about everything. But how, like, it doesn't make any sense. He like, said he'd vote for Trump. Did yeah, you hear he did. That? That's <laughs> why he got so much shit to do. Yeah, but, but, but at the same time, what people aren't realizing, he actually said, I didn't vote, though. Did you read the act? You know, it was a 25 minute speech that he did? Yeah. If you read the transcript, there's so much more stuff in it. He talks about his context. It's not just that. But it's, you know what? But people don't care. They want to sound To to bring it full circle, Nas had a lyric in a song. I can't remember the name of the song and or album. But he says, I've been rich longer Longer than than I've I've been been poor. Yeah, I confess. Yeah, Yeah. I confess. So it's like, like, Nas made it when he was like 19. Yeah. 18. Same with like Mob Deep and those guys. So it's like, really, they lived the first half of their lives struggling. Yeah. But since then they haven't. So yeah. it's like, how do you expect them to have the same type Jay-Z of like, experiences that. that you have? Jay Z says that like now writing an album, making a new album, yeah. is really difficult. Yeah. Because he, he goes, I haven't had to put myself in that place like that. You know that like on the streets, petty kind of like. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I have family. I'm gonna. Like, mm-hmm. I have a great life. This and that. So. To go and make an album, it's like it takes a part of him that he has to put back in that place and almost be an actor and get back into that, you know? Yeah, he has to uh, remember old. Yeah. Well, that's why some of the albums. Method act to get yeah. back into the place. That's like, it. You're that's not that why person anymore. He says what he does, he tries to use like his where he is in life to only talk about that. Like now he's a CEO, all these things. Yeah, yeah. And each album you can see that progress, but still make it real, make it street, right? But it's difficult. He says it's hard to find that balance, you know? Yeah. And you have, that's why you have some uh, artists that don't do so well commercially, but they can consistently deliver a street banger because they're still in the hood. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, there there are certain people that are still there. Like yeah. Cameron's a perfect example of a guy who still lives in Harlem and shit. Like when you see him, he's still petty. He's still like, 
the same guy. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. his Instagram is talking shit, making jokes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's I don't know how he stayed in Harlem after wearing pink fur, man. <laughs> I, honestly, that's like that's when you know he knows some people. I don't think the new kids care, man. Yeah, Cameron's yeah. always been like, uh, like tootsie fruitsy gangster. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's always he's always had that little like part of but his swag. A lot, swag, of, a right? lot of the young like street rappers like that's like a thing. Like young thug is like wears a dress on his on the cover of his album. You know, like it's yeah. not the same thing anymore. It's the, no, no, it's not forty drinking in baggy pants and like no, it's, uh, not. it's we don't love these hoes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's all about loving hoes. Everybody. Having, yeah, it's loving hoes having emotions. Yeah. Like, Speaking yeah. of forties, I don't drink that much anymore. But I tried one four years ago or three years ago just for nostalgia. I can't do those. <laughs> I've never Because you're old. Yeah, like I cannot, like the next day I was absolutely. You get the malt liquor shits, bro. <laughs> yeah, like my stomach was, uh, like it was the worst idea ever. You drink, you know why you drink 40s when you're our age? It's because you have no other options. Yeah. That's the only reason it's like. What? It's cheap. Coat 45 works every time. It says it on the back of the t- yeah. thing, like every time you drink it. And what back in the day, you put out for three bucks. We were going to talk about something I said, hold off for the podcast. Oh, my uh, my short movie idea. Oh, yeah. What's your short movie idea? Okay. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. What Let's if do- I put on the podcast and somebody makes it the next week? Then we'll sue the shit out of him. We have it on the podcast. Like- <laughs> right. So, so there's it's a- better than sending a letter to yourself and never opening it. Yeah, the exactly. idea inside. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more layers to this, obviously, but I really like voiceovers. I don't know why. I'm, I'm a okay, sucker yeah. for voiceover, right? So good voice as, yeah. as am I go on so so in this movie that I have short movie I want to make it short simple you can shoot it one spot where you go drive cool. the point home right yeah just like every short so in this movie there's a guy and he pulls a gun out and he's yeah. standing on top you can see like his, he's got a higher vantage point okay and you can hear a voice telling him exactly how to load the gun right okay and this guy looks like he's in his mid-20s right mm-hmm. And the voice is telling him, this is how you do it. This is how you cock it back. This is what you do. And he's following the directions to mm-hmm. a T, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have something like, this is how you follow people. No matter who it is, they slip. This and that. So then you see him, he's kind of following this car. So you're cutting back and forth from him, loading That's the gun cool. and following the directions of like the guy. Of, 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 yeah, yeah. Of, of getting a dude, right? So now basically, blah, 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 blah happens yeah, yeah. while all that's going on. And then you see the car pull up finally. Okay. And he gets his gun out and then you tell the guy... The guy's telling him, raise it up, this and that, this and that. The car door opens, and a guy walks out who was going to be me. Okay. Because I want to do the voiceover, because that's the coolest part of the whole freaking movie. Okay. <laughs> so, so, and he shoots the guy. Who shoots who? The young guy. Shoots. Puts him in the crosshairs and shoots him. So uh. you cut to him lying on the ground. Now you cut to the park bench where he was being told this stuff, and it's me telling it to him. That's dope. <laughs> right? So it's a very simple little you thing. You just got me. <laughs> yeah. It's a very simple little thing, and it's basically just showing that in the streets, the way the streets are, like with YYZ, we're, we're doing street stories, is chances are the dude that you trained and bought up is probably going to be the guy. You know what I find you. really interesting what you just said, and I'm about to get super pretentious, is that it's also kind of a metaphor for the world. Like, you go, like you know, like the America, America goes out to, like, fights Russia, trains the Saudi Arabia, like, it's not there you go. the Ghanis yeah. to fight, whatever, and then they become Osama Bin Laden and become their problem. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, but it's also the same thing as <laughs> That's the, good. The, That's good. The, what's the, what's the understudy or whatever? Uh, it's their job to supersede the teacher. It's always, True. It's, it's always like the student's job to supersede the yeah, teacher. If, what, if the teacher's done a good they, job, then the student yeah. should be able to do also, that. Also, like, yeah. you know, every story is essentially about the son kills the father, right? Like, yeah. becomes the king, right? Like, and that, well, that's what the world is set up on, right? Did you have a name for it? No. 
We'll come up with something. And, th- and then I had another layer to it. But Can we, we do it? Can we do that? Hell yeah. Let's just I'm, do it. That's easy one. Yeah. Let's knock it out. I've been waiting for someone to do this one for like six Am months. Am I stealing this from someone? No. Uh, are you sure? That's my idea. <laughs> all right. I'll say it right now. It's on the podcast live. This is all my <laughs> that's idea. A, that's Honestly, that's an easy one to bang out. Let's that's what I'm saying. One day. Let's bang it out. And, and then I had another layer to it that makes it more difficult. And then when I talked to Har about this layer, he's like, it makes it too confusing. All right, tell me. Which was the start of the movie now is not the guy loading the gun. Okay. It's me pulling up and it's the guy on the side of the street. So I'm in a car and there's a guy sitting beside me. And I basically am like, that's the kid right there? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, he looks like a fucking baby. And then the other dude says, reminds me of you when you were his age. So then I call the kid over. Yeah. I don't acknowledge what the other guy yeah, says, yeah. but I call the kid over and I start saying, you know, you've been doing good for me. You know, here's a little bit of loot. Keep mm-hmm. up and you're going to get there. So now this movie starts with me in the kid. So it's not a reverse twist surprise. Uh, it is, but it isn't. I, I honestly, I'll tell you this much right now. I like the ambiguous one. Like me I, too. What I mean by yeah. that is starting it th- like that because this one is more direct. Yeah, it's, it's a, a little bit more a story obvious. and a change. The, the other one is... Um, it's more poetic. The other one too is like, because we always talk about this, right? It's like uh, you gotta have a reversal in the yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have uh, like. Well, that's what got me. Was the yeah. the reversal got me? So it's it's simple and it works. It's what are the, what are the three things again that we always? Uh, it's reversal. Uh, uh, no, uh, conflict reversal. Conflict reversal. Uh, setups and payoffs. Yeah, conflict reversal and setup and payoff. Every remember. scene. Every single scene. We no try. What we it try. is? It's always work. All three of those. Uh, components have to be in each scene. That's Which we've learned out after like lots of writing and things not working. That's and from, going, oh, okay, if these three things are uh, present, then every scene seems to work. kind of work. It's really hard to incorporate those Shane, things gracefully. Uh, you know? Shane, Black, Shane, Shane Black is big on reversals. He's huge on reversals. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's those, were, those were his three things. So I don't know if he, did he say conflict? I wasn't so sure. I thought it was conflict. Well, but conflict reversal? is a very common So reversal thing. would be in the end showing me in the bed. So that's a reversal? The reversal is the idea of like, okay, the, so I'll, I'll tell you a story, right? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I think Shane Black used a similar example. Like two guys jump out of a pl- like jump out of a plane, right? Um, they have no parachute. Like they have no parachutes are falling. One guy looks at the other. He goes, "Oh my god, my, my parachute works. Come on, I'll hold you, right?" Yeah. So now they've got one parachute. It's flying. He pulls. He goes, "Oh my god, thank god!" He pulls the parachute. The parachute doesn't work. Like oh, he's like, "Oh yeah, shit!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other guy's like, "Well, I've got a backup parachute." Oh, thank god, they're safe again. Pulls it. That one doesn't work. God. And you keep doing that, you know what I mean? And that's what keeps the audience. I mean, that's that is a really cheesy version of but it. But I know what mean? you're saying. That's yeah. what keeps them interested. Yeah, but it's like, but and Shane Black is a writer of lethal weapon. Well, like a bad example is you go into a room to rob a bunch, like a bunch. You of do that naturally. Then you come into the room and everybody pulls a gun on you, and everybody's standing like you. The audience is expecting this to go down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but then, it just totally they turns expect on. you to get turned on. Yeah. Right? Now, if you do that in a cheesy or you do that too much, it starts to feel like plot twists and yeah. See, the second one, I like the first one better because it's it's easier. Because the second one, it ends up being that. We're gonna have him teach the kid, so you almost know he's gonna shoot the kid now. Yeah, the kid's gonna shoot him. But there is a twist in this one too. What was it? Is after the kid does shoot me, is you you cut to the kid and he's putting the gun away, and I'm standing behind the kid. Okay. And then behind me is the guy who's been with me the whole movie. And then you cut to dialogue that I said earlier in the movie where I tell the kid it's not easy to kill people. Sometimes the ghosts hang around. So then you realize that's that the whole too. movie, yeah. Yo, the guy that was beside me. You're a natural storyteller, dude. I've been saying this for a while. <laughs> like, because those conflict reversal, it's look the conflict and all this stuff is good. You don't have to have it in every scene. I really don't think it's like yeah, it, yeah. you should. You should. You should but, aim for it. You though. should aim for it. You know, but um, uh, you, you, 
everything you guys have ever done always has those reversals and stuff built in naturally. That's the way I, I don't know. Thanks, man. But that's the way my mind works. But storytelling. Because then you realize then that when that point happens, that shit, the guy that was with me the whole movie has been talking, but I've never answered him. He's dead. He's, oh. he's a ghost of someone I killed. And now I'm following this kid because this kid too. killed me. Can that be another short? <laughs> can we do two? <laughs> that's like that's like the. And can we cast that with totally different people? You know what I mean? Like cast that one with different people. That's like that's like similar to like there was a scene. There was a scene in the first episode. It's actually the opening uh, scene of the YYZ. It was these two kids sitting on a park bench, and they're sitting smoking weed at like seven thirty in the morning, wearing their like Catholic school uniforms or whatever. Like two black kids or two urban kids or two not white kids or whatever, right? Yeah. And they're sitting down and they're sitting on a bench and they're staring at a mural, and it's a rest in peace mural of a guy on the mural, right? And they're both talking about how gangster this guy is, was like, you know, how, how cool this guy is, blah, yeah. blah, blah, or whatever, right? And the one kid's like, well, I got to go to school. And the other kid's like, why am I going to go to school? He's like, I make more money than these motherfuckers trying to teach me type shit or yeah, whatever, yeah. right? And he's like, I want to be like this guy. He's like looking up to the guy that's dead. You know what I mean? He's like, he yeah. was like the most gangster. And like the point of that is the guy's fucking dead, how gangster was. That's right. But people, they look up to that. Yeah, it's really Th- Then another thing, he's like, yeah, but now we're working for, uh, Cupid is the guy's name, um, that the gangster that they're working for. And he's like, now we're working for him. He's the real shot to LA type guy on the streets. Yeah. Like, you know, he's calling all this shit. Cupid actually comes out of the building, walks by. The kid's like, yo, Cupid, man, what's happening? Cupid kind of ignores him or whatever. Cupid walks off. Cupid gets jumped by Rob and yeah. Cougar or whatever, right? They throw him in the trunk of the car. The kid starts shooting, and then Rob ends up end up, ends up shooting him and killing him or whatever. And the guy died for somebody that didn't care because he was looking up the gangsters. Yeah, right they should have been dead in the first place because they weren't real Gs to begin with. You know that's what I mean? A, so it's sort of like... That's it. Yeah. But, I yeah. remember that. That was from the first... That's what you sent me, right? Yeah, that was... Yeah. I remember that. I really liked all those, man. I love street stories, man. It's my favorite thing. But you know what the best part about this is? We were just talking about the, the ghost one. We can actually shoot it both ways. Because the sec- the first movie is just the flashback of him on the roof and then killing. That's going to be in the second script anyways. Ah. So we could shoot it and I then think you pick which one I we think want. you just went a little too meta for me. I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> that was that one extra layer where I got lost. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But see, like, these, these kinds of, like, uh, like uh, street soliloquies or whatever the fuck you if want anything, to call them. Or, like, think, of more, think of more stories like that. I got it. Because, like, they're, the thing with these is, is that, um, to, to me, it's weird because I was having this discussion with somebody the other day and they're like, why don't you go do kids stuff? Like, why don't you do stuff for an audience, uh, like a wider audience, like cast a larger net or whatever, right? But I'm like, the reason that I don't do it, because to be honest with you, it's not in my wheelhouse. It's like when I told him the other day, I'm like, I did like a bunch of music videos, yeah. like 30 music videos. And every time I tried to do an R&B music video, especially on a low budget, I learned that you can't do a low budget R&B video. <laughs> but I was like, anytime I try to do an R&B video, it always kind of came out as kind of ass. And like the reason is, is that's not my natural inclination yeah. to do that shit. Like yeah, if I yeah. had a lot of money and I had a crew and I had like, you know, three months of prep or whatever, or a month of prep, I, I could do it. Yeah. But to do it like, like how we- I'm do, the same way. Like, how we shot King's Run, to do it like, which Sasha yeah, 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 stuff, yeah. how we shot that, it's not my natural you, inclination you to shoot You can't run and gun like, that. I no, it. I can't run and yeah. gun that. And I used to think that I could freestyle everything and I'm like, oh no, I have limitations to my freestyle abilities. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, everybody's there like There has to be an interest, right? Like with me too, sometimes I'll get a script and I'll think it's dope, but I'll have to tell the person who gave it to me, I can't do this role. And they're like, wow, I'm just not interested in the character at all. Yeah. So that I know it's gonna end up being crap. It, it doesn't serve me or the person making the movie. Yeah, right? that's true. But well, that's the thing. When I write scripts or whatever, like to for us all to do or whatever, I always try to write them in a way where like the roles are shit that I think you guys would actually want to do. 
Yeah. Because we do all, we, you know, like if we were, when, when we have budgets and we work with like, you know, like professional actors and stuff like that, then, you know, you give people opportunities, there's a pool of people to pick from and so forth. But on these things where we're just trying to do stuff really fast, I know it's all about enthusiasm. It's like we have yeah. to get a bunch of people together that are excited about doing it and we just do it. And, and then I make sure that, like, I can't write roles that, like, you know, you guys wouldn't be interested in doing because getting up like five, six in the morning to show up to set yeah. is difficult. You know? I'll tell you, when you sent me the script, I knew you like, liked I, it. So I was actually at, you know those outlet malls at 401 in Trafalgar? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah I was yeah, there yeah, with yeah. my the girlfriend, right? Yeah. So uh, she was shopping and stuff and then we, we hit the food court and that's when you emailed it to me. Yeah. So I go go get Subway or something. So she went to go get food. This is YYZ King's Run. Yeah, yeah. King's Run. So then I started reading it. And as I get into it, I'm like, shit. As soon as him and Bally have that first conversation, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'd love to be this freaking Bally guy. But you said minor role. So I'm still looking Did for Did I say f- minor role? Yeah. I'll yeah. show you the message. I, no, you know what it was? Originally, it, it might have been potentially me and you. But yeah. the problem with us when we were talking about this, we're like, who's going to be the OG? Who's going to be? Because it's like, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the two of us are just going to be like two OG guys. You, but, not, neither one of you could play Bass, I thought. No. no. Meaning, like, no. meaning you needed somebody like, like, like younger, Bass. kind of, you need yeah. somebody, yeah. And that's why, but it's, I, I don't think, I might have said minor role just to keep your expectations down. Yeah, I do that with everybody. project, you said something. So then. I did say small, I, it's a small, small project, project that I said. Yeah, so that's. Because I don't I, want you, I don't want people to feel this pressure of like, oh my God, I'm, it's me, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, whole crew, I don't want to be. That's know. what I mean. So yeah. when I took the small projects, so I'm looking through, I'm like, well, they, it's not the Luke, it's not Bally. Yeah. So I'm flipping through, flipping through, and then I'm like, okay, they want me to be the rapper. So that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what was in my mind, That was right? the first thing. Yeah, so I'm like reading, I'm like, okay, I have five, six lines, I can memorize this in a and day. it could have been fun. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I can memorize this in a day, but shit, I'd love to be Bally. And then that's when I messaged you, and then you're like, you're Bally, and I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. Then right after I said that, I'm eating my sub, and then I look at my girlfriend, because we had plans, and I'm like, Shit, I gotta memorize a ton of lines. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, girl, it's Thursday. Yeah. I gotta shoot this on Saturday. I, w- I was concerned whether or not you would memorize them. You were actually the most prepared. <laughs> well, we talked about that. I was like, shit, man. Satch like, knew all his lines. I'm like, bro, I had like five lines. I couldn't remember the most because my life depended on it. We had to do like, we had to like, give me my lines and then I would repeat the lines. I thought, <laughs> I, thought I was more prepared. Like, and I, there's points where I was like, oh shit, I don't know what the next shot is. You know? Oh, I'm the first fucking actor that there is. And I, like, I, I, t- I tell that to everybody. No. Oh, like, you right, had a blast. You had fun. I, I know, but like right off the bat, I'll tell you that like the, I have a hard time memorizing lines because, and I was telling you this even on on set, is that my my brain like I I don't go into acting mode where I'm fo- uh, when I'm focusing on acting. I go into like trouble sol- like solving mm. like troubleshooting mode. Like my yeah. brain goes, oh, is the camera working? Oh, are we dumping the footage onto this yeah, thing? Yeah, because that's why you can't focus. But I also yeah. think that's why your performances are like good for the movies because like you're not overthinking any of it yeah. it just feels fun like yeah and that's the only reason i do it because if you were overthinking it because you're not an actor it might actually be worse well you know? I, I, yeah. I was i was saying to him the way that i looked at the script was that the first half of the movie is your story with bass and then i said the moment that that fucking door opens uh, you open yeah. the doors and you, you guys are my and you now. see my goofy ass it becomes my movie for a couple minutes. Yeah, you know, you yeah. Know what I mean, the and, 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 and then it goes off the hinges, and it becomes yours again. But I go the way that I could see this, and like well, the way time. that I can be funny and all that stuff. Like you know what I mean? Uh, have some like comedic presence or whatever. Is that if if the moment that that door opens, and if it this guy is goofy as fuck, like yeah. it'll help sell it. You know, I've only shown it to a few people so far, like because it's behind. You know, it's still uh, 
exclusive with Bureau. Yeah. So once that's done and we can put it on our channel, then everybody will see it. But the people I've shown it to is every time that door opens, they laugh before he even says a line. Yeah. Like as soon as it comes out, like smoking like that, that that's why it that, works. they all start laughing. Huh? And, and it feeds into that line too when we're like, we're only dealing with a rapper. Yeah, yeah. And it also feeds into what you're able to do in that house. Because if he opens the door and he's this six foot ten exactly. big guy with tats, then I'm probably not going to do nothing to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably run too and say, King didn't, <laughs> yeah, exactly. tell, me. King didn't tell me it was this dude. Like, you know what I'm yeah, trying to yeah. say? Which could be another short. Wait, yeah. you, you, you basically want to see this guy get punched in the face. And it was yeah. the same thing as we did with actual danger yeah. in the White Red Panic script. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't written it as like in like with the bathrobe and all that. You actually took it to the next level. Like, how much more do we want to punch this guy in the face? And I'm like, yo, I'm going to wear slippers. I'm wearing high oh, white socks. Gail, Gail messaged me this morning and she was like, I saw this. Oh. Did she see the short? Yeah, she said she saw the short. Yeah. She goes, I saw the short and she loved it, right? And she yeah. goes, uh, she goes, and I have to admit, I, ch- I, I, uh, what she said, I, ch- I chuckled or I laughed when Martin opened the door in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Zeus line. Get him, Zeus. I thought we could use that yeah, shot because yeah, when we were shooting it, I'm like, oh, I hope we can use that well, shot. Well, that was, that was actually really funny because that was not even in the script and that was something that, like, that I don't know you. if it was you or if it was you that saw it. I think it was you. No, I thought you said it. You I said it and I repeated it. it. I remember. I didn't say it. I laughed. No, 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 not get him Zeus, but even the even putting the dog into it, like because Jackson. Oh, the dog was, was my idea. Jackson yeah. was yeah. eating. No, you know what it was? We were shooting and he was scrunching his toy so yeah, loud that yeah. so we had to stop shooting. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? We turn yeah. around, and we're looking at him. He's just like, yeah, eating, then, eating. But it I wanted way. to shoot the dog anyway, so I'd have something to cut to. I wasn't yeah, planning on using Robert him that Rod- early. Robert Rodriguez, right? Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't planning on using him that early. But it was just perfect. It makes sense. It makes sense to have him that early. Get him, Zeus. Is but, there any? Yeah, go on. Sorry, we're talking about memorizing lines. I'm yeah. gonna tell people how I do it. Yeah, I'm how not do good at memorizing this, shit. To be honest, people listening to us, they really want to know like how you do this low budget shit, right? Like how do we just do it? So like, you're not a, you're, you're not a professional actor. You're somebody no, who likes it, acting and doesn't. You, you just gotta first of all, I write down my own lines. So I'll take the script, and you'll rewrite then it. I'll rewrite it that's in handwritten. Yeah, that's right. Nice. If for some reason when you're writing it, you start saying, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah," you start and, noticing the rhythms too. Yeah, right? like, and then anything, any word that doesn't suit your speaking style mm-hmm. you end up kind of deleting and putting in with something that sounds sure. makes like the same your cadence thing. or yeah. whatever yeah. delivery right then yeah. i broke it down into the three scenes so one when i first meet him yeah. one in the car and then the house was a different one yes then i memorize the, my first line then i go on when i memorize the first i go to the second now after i've memorized the second I go back in my mind, I put the paper away, and I start at the first and say my first line and my second. Until you get all the way And then through. I go to my third, and then when I've memorized my third, I so start again, one, two, three. So then by the time you're done, I swear to God, I know how it works. Your brain has all six of your lines for that scene memorized in sequence. Is this something you taught yourself, or is this something you picked up, or something taught you? Uh, I just taught myself. Wow, that's cool. Do you memorize the other person's lines too? No, you, then you, the, you knew Bass's lines. I did. You knew all of our lines. I had, like the I read it. I read it. You're a supervisor, man. So, yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Then what I did is okay. So now I knew my six lines for the scene. Then I look at different other people's lines. So there's usually three. So especially in that end scene, for my six lines, it was two or three of of so and so. So yeah. I memorized the last word of there because you need to know your cue. Yeah. So that word would jump me in. But then I, I don't know if I read it so many times because I was so... I'll be honest well, that's with what you. works for me is to just read it. Like, for me, what works for memorizing is if I don't think about memorizing and I spend like, let's say, a couple of hours just yeah. reading it over and over to the point where I'm bored of it. And then it just... Then it, it, it just stays. Yeah. yeah. Like with me, I, I'm fond of you guys as filmmakers. 
no homo. So, <laughs> but when so when I you guys sent me the script, I'm like shit. I gotta memorize this. So I think I kind of overdid it. That's why I knew everyone else's lines. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I kind of dropped a hint to you to know your lines. Yeah. Because I, I knew that like you know you might come in just like these guys, right? Yeah. But you had a pretty heavy like. That's what I mean. So I no, you were like, like I, I, if yeah. you didn't know it, I don't think we would have moved. We I, I, I was telling finish. him. I was like, if you think we would have moved as quickly without Satch, like Satch came in. No, you were Johnny spot. on the spot. Yeah, Johnny yeah. on the spot. I was like, and that was one a huge help. And two, it made everything move faster because, you know, a, a, we didn't even mention this on here. The, the, the film was shot on an iPhone 6. Yeah. Like, it was yeah, shot I, on... You haven't even seen it yet. I, yeah, I know, but it was shot it's on... really nice people on Bureau have seen it, right? Like, Which, oddly enough, by the way, people, if you shoot 4K in an iPhone 6, not very easy to edit. Yeah, honestly, unless you're, like, delivering Why 4K and people are going to... Oh, Dory, Dory. Unless people really was it a problem to edit or not a problem? Huge it was the the codec is like this is nerd talk, but the, the codec was a headache. Like, yeah, like the, it just the Apple that, codec on it. it just, like that computer with red footage, like it's like it slices through butter. With the Apple uh, iPhone 4K footage, was like it was. It felt like we, were we bought a new computer. Like we went out and bought a new computer to make it work, <laughs> and it still was struggling a bit. Like. So what I've realized is there's no reason to shoot 4K. Like nobody has 4K. No, like, that's anything. what I was about to say. So like down resing the 1080p to export. I know. Anyways, so right? I think with the future we're gonna shoot 2K on the phone, which still looks freaking amazing as long as it's coming out of the 4K phone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. But uh, but this was, but what happened is halfway through I don't know we didn't talk about it but I think halfway through one of our phones was like not charged or something happened. But for some reason we couldn't use no, the 4K it got, phone because one of the phones had like uh, 64 or 128 gigs oh, of RAM. The, memory the, got the other full. phone had like 16. Yeah, the memory and when you got shoot full. 4K on it. The, like, that's like right. li- you literally shoot like 15 takes and you're like, and you're we done. had so little time that I had to move over to using my phone, which is only 2K. Yeah, and then on top of that, we're losing light. So it's getting grainier and grainier as the thing goes along, which to me was okay because I knew that that was the, psychologically the movie's getting grainier. That's grainier. what I'm saying. Because we shot in order. That's the only reason it works, yeah. right? Yeah, you're right. If if we had yeah. shot different scenes on different days, it wouldn't have worked. No, we shot. No, they, I, I actually. Um, I love shooting. I, I, I like shooting in sequential yeah, order or whatever. Uh, I I always have. I I, I get all. Um, I, get I always all, try to. I get all confused when it when we're doing piecemeal sections. The here, problem here is, it doesn't room. work when you have when you have lots of people. No, it's it all doesn't. about schedules. It's right? Schedules like, and big stuff. You have to do it that way. Yeah. But like my like when you're supposed to get into this scene or whatever, I knew where it, where it transitioned from. And like, it takes me like a half an hour to figure out my brain, like where I have to be yep. mentally yep. to get into the scene. No, like, it helped and a lot how it transitions from the last scene and how the last scene but is see, I, I think it's, this was broken down like that with a shot schedule and this and that. It wouldn't have been it wouldn't have the as energy. gritty and street as it turned out. Yeah, it no. feels really energetic. I guarantee you it would Like this, and, and the, what this So you really felt be. that? You're not just saying that because that's no. what you set out to do? Like when you watched it, you felt it was really... Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. And that, that's this, my instinct and I'm too close to it. I can't... No, no. You know? I, I see nothing. I just... Yeah, me and Martin are way too... I see... Like when I look at stuff that we've done or whatever, until I can reflect my maybe a month is later, watching, it's just moving pictures. They all look the same to me. It doesn't My matter. intention I, and my instinct watching it is that it does feel like like a little dangerous and gritty because you don't know what the next you, you kind of yeah. can't peg it you can't tell like it's not just you know the shots moving in it's not like you don't know what I'm what the, I mean nobody's thinking about the director but you yeah. don't know what's coming next the camera could do anything you know yeah and then Luke really did well like the, the his oh Bass yeah yeah Bass was supposed to be in this podcast he just messaged me I think he's like sorry something I don't know well I, don't, I might have been a little like you know just miscommunication too but uh uh, we'll, we'll do a separate one with him. We'll bring him out and we'll do another one with yeah, him. Yeah, no, because him, like when I saw him first time in uh, Re- White Red Panic, yeah. 
I really like like I'm like this guy's a solid actor. And yeah, then to yeah. see him actually work, I was like, yo. No, yeah. he's good, eh? Like, he's yeah. Good. Oh yeah. He would have been even better if he had like a week or something because you know you know, you know, you did your last minute prep. He had even less time to prep because yeah. he was working. And uh, so yeah, if uh, if he really got to like really memorize his lines and stuff, like Bass would have been even better. But you know even what this shows me it, though? It's great, yeah. Like like when I watched the movie, you know what this shows me? That four guys in two days yeah. with with like and I'm not talking about how long it took you to write the script, right? But four Which, guys yeah. in two days with one script can you can nail something. You can if you're all passionate about it, nobody's complaining. Yeah. It if, was if uh, people are complaining then the energy just yeah. script to screen to delivery was six days turnaround. Idea, maybe, maybe, idea, maybe even less. Idea to that's delivery, crazy. not just script. well, yeah, idea, idea. To like, like literally going, like, what should we do? Like, <laughs> but see, that's crazy. And you know what that does for me? Yeah, is is, is this is gonna sound really weird? So today I don't count because today I'm doing a podcast. Yes. Tomorrow, because I have the weekends free, I'm gonna sit at home and going, why the fuck are we not shooting something? Why am I not shooting something? That's what kills me because this is what's bothering me now because I I see what can happen in two days. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's all day tomorrow. I'm gonna be bothered. I'm the rest, the rest you should do what you should do is take that day and like write a couple ideas down so that we have things backed up. I got them. I got them right here. Good. The got rest, them on my computer. Uh, I, I, I know what you mean. Though. I feel the same. We've way. had this discussion numerous times because um, the good thing with us in the last, I would say maybe six months or whatever, is um, we've been getting actual work that has been paying the bills and allowing us to save and allowing us to. Um, be able to expand one the company, but two also to be able to fund our own project and start thinking about marketing and stuff, it's, not like real marketing. Like yeah. you and, know, and what, it, what, it's, what it's basically it. doing is it's alleviating the stress of like uh, real life problems, and it's allowing us to go. Okay, well, if we devote three of our days to doing some of the corporate work or whatever, fin- finishing and working on that, we can devote four exactly. of the other days or three of the other days yeah. to doing this. And I'm like, he's talking about potentially. He wants to act in something. I might act in it. I just want to act. And I have the bug. I just want to try something something small. I've seen you act. You can act. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And we might. Are you ask where? Huh? Are you ask where? Where? I boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, oh, that's right. Thanks, man. That's cool. Yeah. I remember because when we were watching, I'm like, that's the only place you could have probably seen him. I, back, I, I've seen him too. I, I, I don't want to do anything like main role or anything. I just want you know, you have that bug. You get out of your system. You're like, okay, I'm back to directing, right? Uh, and and I want to do. You know, I want to do it because in this in this environment where it doesn't matter if you fail or whatever, it's just the three of us, whatever. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It is. Where it isn't as fun with for me to act in anything bigger because I don't want to waste anybody's time. Do you know what I mean? Whereas it's, if it's we're doing, we're not wasting each other's time. We're putting it on YouTube. You know, that's like what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, so when are we shooting this one? with the guy on the roof let's I'll write it this week yeah like you send me you send, you break it down you send me yeah, notes break it down I'll, like a beat sheet or a and I'll write a script yeah. I'll write a quick script just so we Done. have something and then the week and we'll after. Sh- let's shoot let's sh- whenever we're the next time we're available like if it's a weekend if it's cool let's do it I have the kids on the weekend it's the only problem and then oh, no that's we can do it even during the weekday I'll yeah if we do days off well just honestly just yeah. do, it, do it this way weekdays is good for me forcibly set because uh, we talked about this even earlier today but set dates um, uh, we're talking yeah, about forcibly deadlines. Setting, setting deadlines because I, I, I said to him and he said today too he's like oh man it feels good to have like a music video on TV and getting to see it and he's like it's a good feeling and stuff like that and I'm like yeah but none of these things would ever be done if you weren't deadlines. forced to fucking yeah. do them okay so how's this I will have the rough outline to you by the end of the day tomorrow. Perfect. And then you tell me what you're. Yeah, because that, that that makes me excited too. Because if you put in the work, then I put in the work. If Who's you're the, the only, if I'm the only one putting in the work, that always gets a little. Like, I'll do it tomorrow because nobody else is. You know. Who's the kid? The kid. Oh, we will have to figure that out. Those things get tricky. Figuring out locations and kids, but we'll figure it out. Location. Do you have anyone in mind? I don't. How old is the, the kid? Uh, 
see the the bench scene. See, I was thinking, I don't know why. In my mind, I got like a like a small yin looking kid. Like when I was doing this, so you know who could work? Yeah. That rapper kid that's been contacting you. Do you think he has any chops? He's old, not old. How, but he's like early. He looks like he's like nineteen. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. But could he, could he... We're old, remember that. We, yeah, we so. look at ourselves as 19-year-olds, but no, to 19-year-olds, we look like we're, like, <laughs> yeah, ancient, bro. Yeah, like, yeah it's true. <laughs> so, you see, another thing I had was when he's on the bench with me, he's going to be clean-shaven. Okay. And in the scene where he's got the gun... Up. You might have to give that Yeah, up. it's one of those I wanted those, him to have a bit of a beard. Those kinds of little details is what we lose in this in this yeah. fast filmmaking. And find we, a different way to differentiate between just clothes, clothes maybe. Yeah, and clothes. some interesting way to do clothes where it's, like, something you wouldn't have thought of before, you know? Because but I yeah, talk to that guy, man. Talk to that kid. There's this guy Rajan. Who you know Rajan? No, he's like a rapper from Toronto. He's oh, I th- he just he opened for Drake, I think. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he did at, uh, at Young in the Square. He's pretty talk good. To him. Pretty good guy. Yeah, he's he's. I, I'll see if he's available. Um, but yeah, there's other people too. There's so many people. It's not. It's just the, the only thing is when you go quick, you have to kind of like. You know, I'm only in there for one scene. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm just getting shot again, and then the rest. Of <laughs> yeah, because all <laughs> the rest. Yeah, because yeah, 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 and. And and uh, it's it's because it's more about the mechanics. And also, it. we should mix it up. Like every few shorts, we should mix up the cast completely. Like on the next yeah. one, let's say you're yeah. in, that's fine. Yeah. But then the one after, we should try yeah. to get somebody totally different, totally new. Yeah, and then you know, then bring everybody back again because people are gonna want to see people in familiar roles yes. or like in, in new roles. But like too it, much repetitive, repetitiveness. Feel small. You know? Yeah, because then people sometimes peg you to one character, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, so who like, is I, I'd almost like you to come back as a totally different character the next one. You know, I'd be a cop. I'd I play two cop. different people, right? Okay, so. Have you read White Red Panic? Uh, red? The, the feature film version? No. We've been talking about maybe doing it the same way like YYZ. But we just did it. It's like I want to read version. You guys have it? Yeah, there's it? a cop in it that I want. Was yeah, it's done. Playing. It's done. Yeah, it's all I done. I want to play a cop. I've been wanting to play a cop for so it's long. It's undercover. Like, not undercover, but like, you know, like a, like a detective almost. We've yeah. been wanting to make it detective for Detective like Martinez. Court. Court. Court, court Cortez, Cortez, Cortez works for me. There you go. There you go. There you go. Cortez right. works for me. That's it. You heard it. It's legendary. History just happened. If this movie <laughs> becomes big, this is where it started. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that we've been trying to make this movie for a few years. We've gone through a few versions of the script. Yeah. I, I believe the script is where it. This is the best it's ever been. Be. Yeah, it, it is where it is. And then we've had the same bullshit talk with people like, oh, this should be shot for three to six million dollars, blah, 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 or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to have that conversation anymore. I'm like, let's go shoot it for 50 bucks. Fuck everybody. I don't care if you tell yeah. me. Yeah, and, and then try to tell me your valuation good, you know? like, on the value of the script. And no, let's, just, let's, let's just release you it. You can do, like, how many pages is it? Like, it's 100, and, 100 probably, roughly. We okay, chopped so it down to ninety for that. Thing. Might be yeah. Let's say ninety. Yeah. But you know what the plan would be? My get my plan would be then to do it as like almost like a series. We drop one like every week or every two yeah. weeks, every three weeks, every yeah. month, whatever. That's actually better. You know what I mean? We get to cliffhanger moments. We chop it up. You and me will have to chop it up. Yeah. And then and just, just make, shoot just make episodes. Like a cliffhanger. Ideas. Yeah. Like wherever the cliffhangers are already kind of there. Yeah. You just you just. do this on red? No, no. We do it the same way we just did. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. If you do it on iPhone, you can. If we we could do it on the red, we could, but. And maybe not iPhone. Maybe it's one step above. I don't know, right? But my point is, I know we're shooting it. But my point is, GH four with with anamorphic. But I have to say, SLR camera. But I have to say, like the agility of the iPhone and the whatever is almost worth it because yeah yeah, you gain a little bit of that quality whatever it is but what we got out of YYZ like imagine if we didn't have to shoot like the sun running out and stuff like that it wouldn't it would look like the opening the opening looks great I actually I'm gonna tell you the truth 
I actually found it uh, on like the, the the back end level. It was actually a little bit more complicated than shooting on a seven D. But if you like, shot two like, K, like yeah, I mean like taking the footage off of the camera, storing oh, yeah, it, and all that's all. I was actually I was like that's actually more of a hassle than doing it on like an totally. SLR. You only you you're dealing with that, but you're getting that convenience of like. You know, eyes just grabbed eight shots in like half a minute. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that whole scene in the car. We were done that. I remember looking at my watch. That was fast. It's the fastest I've done a half scene in the car. Half an hour. We got everything. It's and, it's, yeah. and, it's, and it wouldn't have been any better if I shot it more or added more. You know why? I, I'm realizing it too. Because the, the, the way that it had worked is the first scene was just bass. And then the second scene was the two of you guys. And then the third scene was... Uh, Three of us. There was always a new guest star. Yeah. yeah. But when it became a new guest star and it also became in a close proximity... It became a little bit more complicated, mm. and that's the shit that fucking slowed us down. Is that? Yeah. It, and I hadn't figured it. And I also didn't know the location. Once like, you're yeah. now in a really contained location, and you have three people for blocking and all that stuff, I realized that afterwards when, but, we, were, but, when we were doing it, I was but like, but to oh, be shit. fair, if we had had one more day, yeah, we would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, and even that would have been like a super fast short. We wouldn't know? have needed it one more day. We would have needed a morning. And yeah, a morning. Been, yeah, a morning, and yeah. it would have been fine. If if we didn't have the deadline for the bureau, we could have come back next week. But, but more. He, well, he, the, here's the best part about film, is we can do that day any day. Yeah. Right. Like for now, you got it out for the deadline. But if you want to do another day, we no, can it's do true. That you can day. always go do it. Right? Add, add in the day whenever you want. Yeah. yeah. And then now. Well, that's how we do our panic. We keep going back and adding little that's things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And now that you know the where it gets tricky, you can actually write it with that in mind. No, it's and also like you know what I'm saying is like if we did wire up panic, we would try to have a little bit of a looser schedule, a little bit looser, so we have a little more time to prep and things like that. And I would have more shot lists. I would have, I'd have it more figured out. This one, the whole point was what happens. Somebody leaves you in like on an island with a gun to your head and says, "Go make a movie." And it now what? Can I make it or and not? It, you and know it freaking it? worked. That's and what it I worked. Mean. And and not just that, but I learned something. I learned that when you have that kind of a pressure. You get okay. The, okay, so there's a shot in YYZ King's Run that I've never talked to you about or anything, but it's, I think it's my favorite shot in the whole movie. It's after Bass shoots you, and then the camera starts to slowly pan up. There's your body. There's Martin. Yeah. There's the guy, and then you start to get out. That's my favorite shot in the whole movie. Yeah. And that never would have happened in any other way if I wasn't under the gun. Because yeah. when I was under the gun, I was like, "Fuck it, this is what's in my head right now, and it seems right. Let's just do it." Yeah. But like any other shot. way, I would have thought of a more complicated way, a better, more interesting way to do it. But I don't think. Yeah, I would have felt good in the moment doing you know, it. You know what works but it's something about the first instinct, the simplicity of like this. It's so bold. And, and it's it what works. it should be. It should. It sh- honestly it shouldn't be any other shot than the one it is. You know, and it I don't know if I would have done that. Too, yeah. Is the the because I I've looked at I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. And the thing that works is that you're looking at my eyes. You don't know if I'm dead either. Yeah, it so, takes a second for you to start moving. And then I, I I didn't move for like the first like five seconds until you were paying, I think halfway up. And then I was like, you're like, okay, you can you can move or whatever, yep. or whatever it was. I don't even know if we talked. Yeah, you know we did. I told you yeah, how to move. But, but it was like the uh, holding it for five seconds because you're not really up on bass yet, but you're going through and then me going. It's like three yeah. different bits of storytelling yeah, that, that that's, happens. That's the part. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that to me is like because it's like and it kind of has to happen in one take because it's like the aftermath of it. It, it can happen many different it's, ways. It's Kurosawa you know, samurai but, but, yeah. shit. Like at the and then end, also yeah. the music cue worked out perfect and stuff. And <coughs> and it's one of those things where you almost feel like like you, it feels like you get out of the way and the universe is doing your work for you. But, that's <laughs> fine. but if you look at it, that shot is the whole movie. I agree with you because the whole movie goes up to that pow, yeah, and then right. it's dark. And then and you're like, not quite sure what happened. Yeah, like yeah. who got shot, and then all of a sudden, okay, he did. Okay, but who did it? Okay, he doesn't look alive. Oh my god, what's Bass doing? You know what I'm yeah, trying yeah, to say? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, the whole movie is that one. And shot. also, you're stuck in that moment. Like yeah. Bass is not like everything like, until this camera move is done. We're stuck here, you know. <laughs> like I'm telling you, I was like, Shit, if we can do this in two days, 
I mean, who said three to six for Y Y or uh, White Red Panic Future? Two to six what? Million. Who was saying that? Oh, oh many different people. There's been versions too, like two hundred fifty thousand. And everybody's yeah. like, you got you got to hold out for the money. And we thought we did too because how else do you get actors? But when once I realized that we can kind of do this like charming, ten, no budget version, ten grand spaced out over yeah, a year, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. I don't see if we do it this way. If we do it yeah. this way, yeah, yeah. Ten grand space on it, and I'm and all using people that we I'm know. including pizza and stuff like that. I actually really like the idea of pizza, doing this. Yes. I like yeah, the, and Subway, yeah. but also no, Mr. Sub. Subway it's kind of interesting because it's like a crime movie that's kind of clerks. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all your friends and shit doing it, but it's a crime yeah, movie. It's, it's gonna have that charm of like Mean Streets and Clerks and like. You that's know? what I'm saying. You, I'm telling you, ten grand spaced out over a year. I've told I've told him too the the thing that I want to do in the future. Is, um, you might actually start paying for itself I, I, in movies episodes slowly. Yeah, I want to get I want to get less away from um, like the, the way that I used to think, and I've and I've witnessed this, and I've seen this happen over the course of the last like t- ten years in my life. Is that I've seen people have fifteen thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars, and they put fifteen twenty thousand dollars into the project. So they put it into the paint that they're going to put on the wall. They put it into uh, the costumes. Oh, yeah. They put it into whatever. Yeah. But you know what? They never paid anybody working on it. And I'm like, I want to go the exact opposite route. Yeah. I would rather I have with you. no frills, minimal amount of equipment, but anybody who's cast and crew or whatever, if they can get a day rate or they can That's get whatever. That's the most important I'm like, thing. I'd rather, I would because rather do that and have, you know, oh, I don't get the hat that he, I wanted him to wear. Well, yeah. fuck you. Who cares? Because we'll bring our own shit to it. Like the same way we did the YYZ. We'll yeah. find a way to be thrifty and cool. I'd rather solve problems creatively and make sure that while you're on set, Martin's on set, you guys aren't worried about your bills because you're getting a hundred bucks a day or whatever the hell the lowest. Your gas is covered and you're getting yeah. I mean, Anika is uh, the first movie where we paid everyone. Yeah, how was that? It's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But how was the experience? I, th- I know what you're How saying. was the experience making? <laughs> well, see, it was because baggage was just us. That was us. You, you guys yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah, we just ordered food. Sun, yeah. it was pretty much just us, and then Sid Sava was nice enough. Like, he's really talented. He's really busy, too. And he was nice enough when he read the script to say, okay, I'll come. But he was only in that one scene. One right? day. Yeah, and the rest you played. Yeah, yeah, the rest was just all the, fam. Yeah. Right? So, for this one, Har said, we gotta, we're got we going to pay people. So, we paid um, uh, DOP. We paid the lighting person. So, you had, you, you had more crew. Yeah. Okay. So, it ended up being costing us for, for one day shoot. So, it ended up costing us... I think around seventeen hundred dollars. Okay, but did you feel like this this shoot was any more efficient? No. Do you, yeah, because I'm saying like you're paying people that are like technical people to come in and help. Yeah. Right? So I my don't point see what be, they're doing. When I say they're doing stuff, but I don't see it as an which actor is or someone if like. You, if you have a budget, that's great. But what I'm saying is with this kind of thing, all the people that we're paying is actually us. Yeah. Like we're paying so that you show up on set not worried about that day. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what I've noticed. You just everybody has better work when they know that they're getting like a hundred bucks or whatever here's, here's the on thing, a low budget that, film. Like and, and I'll tell you the god honest truth. Like, um, give me the same equipment as a cinematographer. I'm not talking about the best ones. Give me the same equipment as a cinematographer. Like I've always told the size. I'm like I can get you something. And you know what? It may not look as good as the great cinematographer will do, yeah. but I'll bet you I'll have just as many ideas yeah, or same. more. Yeah. I think I just proved that with YYZ. Like yeah. it doesn't look that's great. That's what I'm but saying. No, but it, no, it but the second fine. half, the, fir- the first half, I think looks quite pretty. I the thought se- it looked yeah, fine. Yeah, the second half starts to get a little more gritty, and everything goes insane. But, but no, but it makes sense when you. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I thought the looks wise, it was fine. Yeah, I actually like that look fine. a lot. I love the gritty look. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, 
there, it just shows what you can do with two days and a couple of mm. friends. That's why I always tell people when they're and it's better than not making shit. That's what I keep saying. Yeah. Like even if mm-hmm. this is like not, let's say like it, the cinematography doesn't look as good as something like this place there to be because out in the desert we have anamorphics, right? Yeah. But it's like. But otherwise, you wouldn't have made a short because you would have been thinking, "I need anamorphics, I need all this stuff," so you wouldn't have made it. And you it. need a desert. I need a desert. So yeah. this is this is like minor work that you're doing in between doing the bigger but, work. But I know? thought this looked just as good as anything. Yeah, as the DSLR, like even that shot when we're coming out of the car and that. That's a dope spin, shot. Yeah. Like you, you couldn't have gotten that with a red. No, no. You couldn't have gotten without that without more equipment and more yeah. money. Yeah. Not without like a, a Ronin. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, a, a, a fucking. What's it called? Like an easy oh. rig? Like, you, need, like you need like five pieces of equipment to do the Which is honestly thing. the reason I want to shoot on the iPhone because I realized how dynamic the film could be. Like, I mean, moving yeah. around and stuff, but still be smooth, you know? Like, yeah. But uh, Even DSLR, you could, I don't think you could have gotten that shot properly. No, again, well, not without a couple extra it, things. Would it, you have to figure out where the wide open is. You have to do infinity. Then you would have, and to, have to figure out how to stabilize the whole thing and like... Yeah, but you like there's also like five other steps that you'd have to do on an SLR. Like you know what I mean? And when we do things, have it, like, and that's the thing when you're moving this fast and you people are just kind of showing up like to help you and whatever. It's kind of cool to be able to grab everything like so quick without having to, them to wait. Uh, you guys didn't wait much. No, th- that whole think. shot was t- uh, it took us three times. I'll tell you right now. The only problem is, and this has been the cons- uh, the consistent problem of the last few years. It's fucking sound. Sound. Neither one of us are good sound guys. We, we, and I if will we do it, we will need a consistent sound person. Tom Very. You have a guy? That's the guy who did Sun. And he was good. He was no good. problems with the sound, anything? No problem at all. Okay, so there you we, go. We, we have a guy. Just, and I'm like, I would pay a guy. That, and that's a guy you pay. You yeah, know? so this guy, what he does is he does, um, he used to do all the sound for a lot of bands and stuff, like concert oh. videos. Mm-hmm. So then when Har and them were doing weddings, they were having issues with sound. So there's a DJ that uh, uh, these guys know. I think P Plus or one of one okay, of those hip hop radio station guys. So he recommended Tom Berry to these guys. So now he does the sound for the wedding videos, general photography. Okay. So when he did Sun, like that whole scene with me walking that long track, that's yeah, all sound shot. design. That's all sound design. Yeah. And he did the sound design. He did the sound design. But as far as recording on set sound. He, did he does all that. that too. Yeah, he did okay, all that. Okay, cool. So then we'll, we'll talk to him because and that's the thing. We, realize we, gotta, we gotta get that. Like, I can't have Martin behind the scenes like rolling sound. It just, <laughs> his no, brain's gotta good. be elsewhere. He's he's down and he knows what he's doing. And it, it, is he affordable? Yeah, he'll be affordable. Okay. And the fourth and most important part of the whole equation, he's a cool dude. Because if you're that's not what, a cool yeah, dude, no, yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna ask Like, if I didn't like him, I wouldn't want around set. Especially in that three or four people environment, that bad buzz will just. Like the fact that we're all like rolling our eyes and this and that, that leads to bad shooting. Yeah, right? I don't know. He's yeah. he's cool like that. Yeah, he lives. Mean. You know what? The funniest part is. And you also. He, he lives right up where we shot this movie. That's cool. Oh, the junction. He's like Dundas and Islington. Here. And then the oh, other, yeah, thing, the other thing, the, the other yeah. thing maybe which I really don't actually I kind of don't want because I like that the grittiness of it is maybe like. I was gonna say a makeup person that just does like a little bit of touch-ups. That's it. Yeah, but, but we so don't, I don't think I like it without like, makeup. I like it without, to be honest. I'm so handsome. That, you know, yeah, I'm like really honestly, handsome. I like it without. When I say makeup, I'm literally just talking about blood and stuff. No, I I'm know. talking about the actual like when we have to like get somebody bleeding. Well, that was the that was the, the person one that can just run in and do that as opposed to us doing it. Do you know how much blood I got stuck in my beard? Like none of the blood went <laughs> on my nose. It all got stuck in the hair on my fucking face. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> but th- that, like, the fact that you not have to run in the morning and buy blood or something like that, or yeah. mass, like that makes a huge difference. You yeah. Know? So if the, one more person, like it's that, the running. Uh, maybe yeah, a grip I, or two. Like I always say that, I, and I've told him this before too. I said the the same reason why we it's got runners. Like, we same why runners. we got labs. Why we got all these things. The only thing we're really missing on like a minuscule level is lighting. 
But I'm like, the reason that I like having this stuff is because I don't like three days before having to run around. I got to go to Vistec to pick up this cable. Yeah, I got to go to Sim to go pick up this the cards. I got to go to this place to go pick up this. I, I, I hate that when I don't have videos, it. It drove me insane, man. And then on Monday when you're gassed and you just worked all weekend, whatever, when I used to shoot just weekends, Monday morning, like an asshole, you got to drive around at 7 o'clock in the morning, drop off all of these things, or else there's going to be late charges, and you don't yeah. have the money to pay the late charges. And, and then like, if you break something, you're worried. Oh, God. See, with Tom, he has all of his own equipment. Uh, we didn't pay him for some, okay. and he was he was cool with that. Well, on a, on a and and, and he, did, he did the, you know what, the beating scenes? Yeah. He did all that audio, too, in that his house. That was good, after. too. I remember that sounded pretty decent. Yeah, that was at his house, at his home studio. Okay. Well, 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 I, I, we like doing the post sound. We actually really enjoy doing it. Um, it's one of the few things we enjoy doing. We don't even enjoy editing that much, you know. But uh, I but, told him, but the, the on location sound is what we need yeah. more than anything. Um, I uh, like. I actually don't mind. I was I was telling him. I was like, if if I could go back, probably like fifteen years back, I probably would just become a professional sound designer. I'm like, I could legit sit at home. I don't have to fun. physically go anywhere. Yeah, and it, it is kind of the, fun, man. Like, it's, it's, it's a creative. It's creative. Yeah, in it's a way really that other great. people can't really give you many notes because they don't really understand yeah, they what's don't going hear, on. They don't hear the four <laughs> other things oh. in the background. Here's something I want to talk about. What? That soundtrack was composed by you? Yeah. That was dope. I haven't even talked about that much. That was dope. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I was watching man. the music and I, I was watching, when I was watching, I was listening to the music, I was like, oh, this is good. Like, it's, I'm gonna, it's I'm, funky where I'm, it needs to be. It hits where it needs to hit. Good. That's and then fine. when I was reading the end and it's like, I did the sound? Like, you did the music too? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to play a part in that Damn. because there was actually a different song at the beginning yeah, yeah. of the movie. Which and, is a terrible song. Literally like but... five minutes before the last render. I was like, yo, remember that song that you, you initially sent me from like a week ago? And I'm like, I really, really liked it. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, put that Can we try it? it? <laughs> and we did. And it worked perfectly. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. That's, this is the song. Um, uh, there's more of a bluesy vibe to it. No. But um, it sounds like, uh, like um, what's it called? Uh, what the hell's the name of that freaking, those two guys? Black Keys? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, what it is for me? I, I had this realization. Well, one, I really like KSU. does my music in my previous yeah, films, right? Yeah. But, um, uh, I also like to shake it up every now and then. I think if you work with the same collaborators all the time, you get into patterns. You know what yeah. I mean? Like not good and, patterns and not like bad. Yeah, patterns. Like your stuff starts to sound the same. Yeah, too, and right? when you take a break, it shakes everybody up. Yourself because you're trying to new, and the, your collaborator because he's like, "You work without me." You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, happens. I mean, it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. It's like but, uh, when the sex becomes mundane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, but uh, um, so and I realized that like the first short I ever did, which the one that went to Sundance, I did my own music. But I did it begrudgingly because I couldn't find any other music. So I was like, I don't know, put this thing in. I didn't even like it that much. And it somehow went to Sundance, you know? And then I, I thought to myself, one. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm being like a little too hard on myself with the music. Maybe I the music was actually kind of... That's really cool to hear, man. Like, <laughs> I was listening to it and I was trying to pin it. I was like, okay, it, it doesn't sound like 3 p.m., right? No, no, so yeah. I'm like trying to pin it, pin it, pin it. And then at that, I think it was at the end where it says the credits and I'm reading it. Like, I don't know if it says, but if it says in the beginning, it says. Yeah. Sort of, but you might have gone back and looked at it. Yeah, I don't remember. Then when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, it was eyes." I might have gone back to the. Second maybe it was written on the bottom in yeah. the credits. You know? I was like, "Damn." That's okay. another thing too for like young, like for kids and stuff. Is like, dude, you with the tools, especially like even GarageBand or whatever, right? With the tool, like, dude, this guy knows. I made like five beats in the span of like a day and a half, and I was like literally making a beat in five minutes, and then I would stop. I make another yeah, beat so in it's, five it's, minutes. It's all stop. about your taste now and what you like. How you it's put so things fast, together. man. You can li- li- legit drag and drop things, and then it's it's up to your taste Anybody what you like. It, yeah, really. But yeah. as long as you have taste, you gotta have some musical taste. You still be able to play like a melody here. I want there. that one song you had that I put down. This is a movie soundtrack. You only posted like. 
Well, tag me again and I'll send it to you. Ten seconds on Instagram, I think but, uh, you posted. Uh, what was I going to say? About they're that? on the... That's another thing, yeah, too. Yeah, post they're also on the, the YouTube. We, we post Except everything. On our YouTube channel, we've been posting, like, uh, the music. Uh, royalty-free music. Like, I'm going to find this. Um, but, uh... What was I going to say about the score? Uh, but you know what it really was for me? It was like we had to do it really fast. I knew I couldn't even ask Casey. It was so fast, you know? Yeah. And I knew I had some pieces lying around. I kind of had an idea of how I wanted to use them, you know? And uh, and also, it makes it a little more fun. It makes it a little bit, for me, it makes it more yeah. fun to do it, actually, because I'm like, the music's going to be there at the end. It's more incentive to do it, you know? But yeah, it, it came together right? so yeah. well, though. Thanks, man. Wait, where is it? Okay, hold on. It's on your It's on your. Just page. tag me later. Don't worry. But because this is going to bother me now. Yeah, but the podcast listeners. <laughs> 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 But I want that for the short I was talking about. Okay, cool. It starts with like a... Like that. It's, it starts okay. kind of like... Yeah, I have a couple slower cinematic pieces there on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, we'll that's the out. one. Right. I'll have to go through my Facebook. But you know what? Facebook. It's one of those things. You say that now, but then you put the piece to the thing and you're like, oh, this isn't quite working. Like it's one of those things. All the <laughs> that pieces, happens too. All yeah. the pieces you have pre-planned in your head when you actually try them, it's always like something else ends up working better because yeah. you got to be open to it. You're like, you know what I mean? Like... That's just how filmmaking is. It never goes exactly how you want it, you know? Lute was like that with the music. Yeah, we, ch- we tried we, to we change things. like 30 fucking songs, man. Yeah, because sometimes when you see it on screen, like that's it's just... We, we were using Moby Gratis for a lot of our stuff, right? Mm. And uh, by the time the second one came out, we had originally put a Mo- picked a Moby song. And I was going okay with it, but then... But something is off. Hard because it sounds exactly like Baggage. Like it sounds like oh. we took the music from Baggage and flipped it onto this film, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, nobody can tell. And then we got lucky with that guy, Days Deaf, man. He, mm. he composed the hell out of that song. But like, you're I right. Ha- you have to keep changing it. Well, I hope Har makes more stuff now. Look. He, oh yeah, he better. This is a message to you, Har. I know you just a baby. <laughs> you just had a baby. Congratulations. Har's a filmmaker friend of ours. He was here like, last time with son, right? Yeah. You gotta stop Dr. Dreing it between these movies. <laughs> and like a year or two. Like, if I, I kind of understand you, though, because well, a lot of thing. it has to do with like you feel the pressure of like, like you feel like if you're gonna make a film, it better work because I got a family and stuff, you know. Yeah. And the problem I'm, is that's I'm not old. how filmmaking works. It just no, but, doesn't. But I'm old. I'm thinking about myself here. If, if, he takes, <laughs> if he takes every like two years to make a movie, I'm already forty. That means the, the I have two, four more movies. The two of us talking about it. He uh, can't do that. I, we, obviously, we're under the same pressure. We feel like we got to move. You know. Yeah. We talked about it this week. How. Um, uh, we knew that this was going to come up and we knew that people might say this and he even mentioned it. It was like, oh man, these guys may have fallen off. Like, they're shooting on Before we finished stuff it, now. we were like... We, we knew that, that that's like, half the people are going to say, fuck these guys, they've fallen off. The other Why half are going to be like, oh great, they're doing like, run and gun five day shoots. Like, this is this is awesome. You know At least that's what we thought could happen. Yeah? Well, you know what I've realized with, with opinions? When you put something out... Yeah. There's, they vary across the board. Yeah, it doesn't no matter if you guys did this on a, on a red or if you guys shot on film. And everybody tells you why it works or why it doesn't work. Yeah. And they all have different reasons. And everybody's got a different reason. Yeah, and so most, of them, most of them have nothing to do with... They're just taste. They don't well, actually... Made have, it, no, it's all theories, yeah. too. It's all yeah, theoretical. It's theoretical like, it's like, they, and, and, I, I have a hard time to say anybody's never made anything. I, I'll be honest with you. Because like, yeah. When I was younger, I felt really kind of like I should listen, you know? No, but, but as I've gotten older, I just realized nobody who's ever made anything has any merit to say anything. Yeah, because it's like that the process. You, you're guessing. <laughs> it's like Cat Williams. Where's your film festival movie? It's okay, I'll wait. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, but the, my opinion on that, honestly, is if, if I'm doing something, I'm having fun. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, great. Fuck you. No, I'm, I'm, I don't know what that is. It's true. But you know what I'm saying? I, I, this, I don't care. I didn't make it in the car today. I've, I've, said this, I've, I've, I've said this for years, and this has been my opinion. And I'm like, 
I've done a project that I've tanked, and then I've gone and like uh, had retribution on my next one. Then I've tanked one. Then I made one that was great again. But I'm like, but you know what? I fucking made another one. I didn't sit there for four years pontificating. Oh, what's gonna be my next move? Yeah, I haven't hated it. That's the worst. No, like I, I, I personally, I don't know if it's a stage of my life or my age or whatever, but I really cannot give less of a shit what someone else thinks about me. I used to be a big part of Things it. used to bother me. Me like, too, me too. When I was in my 20s. I used to mitigate said, a potential criticism beforehand yeah. by trying to cover all yeah. my bases. Yeah. But it's like, but who am I? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming basically from some imaginary critic. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'd be like, somebody goes, Oh, so and so. Even in high school, so and so thinks you're a loser. That would. Probably, why does he think I'm a loser? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've done some cool shit around, dude. <laughs> like you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Now, if somebody says that, that's great. Whatever. Like, you know what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like fuck that guy's you. calling other people losers. Like, how much of a loser is that guy? Yeah, like, like the way the way I look at it is. Plus, what do you give a fuck? I, I, it was a weekend. I went out and shot it. I like it a lot. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, that's good too, man. Like Yo, put on I look else. at. Yeah. I don't even look at it like that. What I look at it is now like, are you having fun in your life? No. Yeah. The fuck up! Why are you giving me advice? I'm having fun in my life. I'm enjoying it. But there's literally a group of people in this world. I don't know what to call them. A lot of people call them trolls. A lot of of people call them haters and trolls. But it's something different. Like they're so dissatisfied with their own life that they feel that they need to view what everyone else is doing as judgment. Do you know what that is? That's fear, man. It's like when you have people that are like a class of people. Not even class. When you have people that are like a fear-driven individuals or whatever, they're so afraid of. Uh, failure that before they even start they've already prevented themselves from getting to that point because it's like they'll yeah. go oh this would be great oh no it's not great I suck I can't do this oh nobody's gonna like it the moment that your brain goes nobody's gonna like it you shouldn't even do it to begin with because you're not doing it for the right exactly. intentions you're not doing it for yourself reasons, yeah. and, and, and I find well, I, as I get older, I also feel like, like, and I noticed this as I got older I didn't get it before yeah. like in the last year or so I started to get this is that most criticism of anyone is actually self-criticism. Yeah. Because if I criticize you and say, oh, why isn't your film anamorphic or this and that, let's say, yeah. right? But what I'm really saying is that like, I would never make a film with that anamorphic. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you, yeah. Right? Okay. Like, yeah. I work so hard right. at my shit, why aren't you working okay. so hard at your look, shit? You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's really saying that my life has value because I work hard at shit and your life doesn't have You know, it's it, all this It's weird... like they're kind of mad that you proved them wrong because they've been probably running around saying you have to do it, you can't do yes. it. Yes, it's all self-criticism. It's how, yeah. look at it's it how hard way. you're being on yourself is how hard you are on other people. And I feel like somebody's really hard on somebody else, I always feel really bad for them because imagine the pressure they're putting on themselves going oh, like, actually, like oh my God, I could never Look at the basics. Look at the basis, right? because I always like to like boil things down to like their core fundamental like basics you've had a film or two in a film festival you've been in Sundance I've had music videos on television we can't suck that bad you know, no, you, you, you know what I mean? No, but no, what I'm saying, but we, people will make yeah. you feel. But from, certain people will like, make. Yeah, okay, feel. we're not the best, we're not the greatest, whatever. But we, you know, we're yeah. not that bad, man. Like you That's know, what I mean? like saying. you can't make me feel like I'm the worst. But certain people human. feel like they wouldn't even attempt making a movie unless it was The Godfather. Like they yeah. wouldn't even attempt. Oh, but see, then you shouldn't. Do you feel that? Do you feel that self? Like how highly you hold yourself, and like, like it's 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 unbelievable amount of pressure that you put yourself as a person. They're probably choking themselves, bro. In some way, they are. Like. 
oh man. Like, I, I, well, how much dude, work most people that say that don't. Most people that say that never make anything, right? No. So it's not right. That's the reason why. There it is. You know what? They probably would have some dope shit if they just got out there on a Saturday and shot something. I have friends who want to make things so badly and keep talking about making things, but will never make it because it feels so much like they got to make the right move. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, I can know the right move. You don't make any the wrong ones. Like that's what. How you gonna make a move if you don't make a move? Yeah. Even when you make the a right move, like people have Oscar winning films. I've heard people watch a film that I thought was absolutely terrific and the greatest film ever, which is Crash. Yeah. And somebody else, a buddy of mine, yeah, a buddy of mine watched it and said, seems too forced. They're kind of forcing that whole scene in the gun store. Where but he, that's the whole point. Of, that like, happened to me. That's what I'm saying. But you know, like, he saying, didn't right? like it. He didn't get the no, movie, which is like cool. That. that happens very often though. Like uh, that happened to me when, uh, like to me, and I was talking to your brother about this the other day. Uh, Killing Them Softly to me is probably in the last 10 years the best gangster film made maybe in the last 20 years like since Godfather um, like Goodfellas or whatever like the best gangster film that's like you know whatever I went to the theaters to watch it when the f- when the movie. film like the credits like when the credits started rolling or whatever I was like tear in my eyes like fucking like I was standing up like this is shit it's terrific the whole entire way out People all playing. I was listening to people how stupid this movie was what yeah. a waste of time this was and I was like this is like one of the best fucking movies yeah. I've seen in like 20 years and yeah. everybody's walking out saying how shit it was. And I'm like, is my radar off or are these people No, but you know dumb? what a lot of that is? Not a lot of that, but I've noticed that you know who fucked up there? The person who made the teaser. The I know, I know. They, you're right, they promised the different wrong movie. People. They, they promised the different Yeah, and those people came and looked at the Gun Gun Pow Pow Whiz Whiz Bang Bang. That's you're right. That is the truth. You walked in and loved it. I remember right? the teaser perfectly. Yeah. yeah. It, but they, they sold the wrong film though. They did. Yeah, they did. And, and that's the marketing dudes. It's prep. It I've is. never I've never met a marketing guy in the film industry, but if I do, I'll probably want to punch him in the face. I can guarantee yeah, yeah. you that. They're always saving their own butts. All they're doing is saving their own butts. Like no, but, but, but back to opinions and people like as I get older I found I really shorten my friend circle me too yeah and that what that does too. is there's some dudes that I've known since I was 12 and 13 they feel a little salty but as I said if, if you don't the, have have you, do you, have you noticed that some of your friends and like not the close ones obviously but some yeah. of your friends like as they're getting older they're getting more and more bitter yes like a little more like and, nah, and nah, that's nah, why you, you and you're like oh you're dissatisfied with your life like, yeah because <laughs> every time I hang that, with that you I see though. you all I hear you doing is complaining about everything yeah, yeah and I'm not immune to that kind of stuff so no, I, I feel that energy then I'm driving my car home and I'm like oh, you know what sucks he's right this sucks yeah that sucks and then I feel we so talk shit. about this all we talk about that all the time it's viruses that get in your head yeah <laughs> I made yeah, a decision right. years ago when I, and he knows this I've made a decision years ago I'm like well I could make a lot more money than I'm making right now but I would rather be satisfied and make less if I have enough to get by and I have enough for us to be able to go out and put creative projects together and we don't have to rely on anybody and we have money to pay some of our bills I'm content with that yeah that, that's that's enough for me and then you know figuring out a way to grow that and then you know monetize it eventually or whatever but I'm yeah. like but that's that's the end goal the end goal isn't Oh, if I don't finish this project, like I'm fucked. Like this, this yeah. like, I, I, I won't be Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, or, like, well, those I'm pressures. Not, I'm, I'm are not going to be the greatest yeah. of all time. I'm like, you're not going to be the greatest of all time because Scorsese and Stanley Kubrick already exist. And you know That's what? what I'm I don't think I don't even consider Stanley Kubrick on that. Scorsese exists. You won't be the greatest. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. It was acting when someone's like, "Who's your favorite actor? Who do you try to emulate?" I'm like, "No one. I just try to go out there have a good time." And now put undue pressure on myself because I know I'm That's not Denzel That's the worst Washington. way to do it is when you're like yeah. trying to be like... I know I'm not Denzel. I know I probably won't ever get nominated. But no... said probably. Yeah, you should never say that. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, but also, I, you know, it's that old saying like, Nobody can be a better you, right? Like, yeah. That's <laughs> like there's there's certain roles, like I said, that but when that I role see... Was a- 
written for you and you did it because that role was that's and my saying. brother saw it and he was like remember Sama was Sachin watching? said you were the, I mean uh, Sama said you were the best yeah so I was like oh Sach like, he, he, my brother made two points he said Sach's the best which could have to do with the fact that I know Martin and Bass and I don't know Sach that well yeah. he goes but he's really really good and he goes because uh, my brother my brother originally considered playing that role before uh, uh, um, no he was actually going to play a different role but he thought he was going to play that role Okay. so he in his head he was like kind of like what would I have done you know yeah. and he goes uh, and he goes but the thing I saw with Satch is like he brought like a little like a like levity and sense of humor to it, which yeah. like, I don't think I would have done. I think I would have played a little more straight. That's why. And that's what makes it funny, goes the fact that it's a little bit more like yeah. he's having fun, you know? Because because <laughs> that's when I got that script, I started going, okay, so who's this dude? Then I'm reading, I'm like, okay, so he, he's obviously in his late twenties, early thirties type of thing, and he's doing runs for a guy named King Bob. Yeah, I'm like, he's got to be a bit of a like a. a, a carefree type of like because if yeah. he was any type of serious dude he'd be like this I'm not doing this shit yeah, you know what yeah, I'm gonna yeah, say yeah, yeah. So, so that in my mind he was almost like I don't want to say dumb but well, in my no, mind Martin he just kind of I think no, I did it con- I did it I always did I so said I these guys are all three of them sorry bro. I did it subconsciously because like you know I like to write real people I don't like I don't yeah. I don't like to write street characters that are like superheroes right yeah. which a lot of street movies are they're like this like you know they're like they're like westerns almost you yeah know? this is too a little bit but I like people that are down on their luck and shit like that and what what I like and what we talked about after we saw we noticed it after seeing it though it's after putting it together we're like. Oh, these are like these are like the three of the most bumbling like criminal idiots ever. Like, it, which makes it cool because they're all, they're all saying. they're all like almost still desperate. You know what I mean? That's like, what I'm I said, saying. I said they're all like cool guys don't do these jobs. They're real. You know? They're real. Because to be honest, most of the criminals that I ever met growing up, and I met a few like in Brampton and stuff, right? Yeah. None of them were that smart. No. They were all guys that didn't know what else to do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then it, like, it all starts tying in like with the shot. Remember when uh, we popped the trunk? I love that shot. Yeah. And the guns are there. Everybody says that. And, and then I remember at one point, one of you, I don't know who said, but would he just leave the guns out there? Like that? Like what if he gets pulled over? Like they're, yeah. they're visible. And, I'm and thinking, I think you said that. You said. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, it's Bally. He probably would. Like yeah, I don't like, think he gives a shit. I, mean, I was like, these guys are idiots. Like this guy. Okay. You know, you said this once about DMX. You said uh, DMX is like, DMX is what happens to this guy uh, in high school. DMX is what happens to this guy in high school when he doesn't die or go to jail. <laughs> like that's yeah. DMX, right? Like eventually you're going to end up with that guy. That's right. And, and I, looked at, I looked at Bally the same way. I looked at Bally yeah. in a similar way. I was like, this is, like Bally's going to die here. He's overdue. Yeah. Like, he should have been dead like a while ago. he's probably done a hundred of these. <laughs> yeah. And you're and, right. And he recklessly. just hasn't gone to the right Dude, I've, gr- I've legit grown up with people um, that are dead now that, and, and, and I've told you this, I've, I've gone to like funerals where I saw people go up on fucking whatever, like the stage or whatever shit you call it on the microphone and they're like, this guy was such a fucking great guy and I can't <laughs> believe that this happened. Whatever, I'm like, I can't believe the motherfucker made it to 28. That's like, what this shit happened like 10 years ago, bro. Don't talk about how great no, this guy was. This guy was a snatch and grab kid that lived that, way too long. That's how I feel. Like, that, that's natural selection though, right? I feel, I feel yeah. like, I'm sure we're over-exaggerating, but when I see that guy, when I see Bally crossing the street with the guns and then in the back of the trunk just wrapped in a towel that's unwrapped somehow on the yeah, yeah, yeah. like I just see guys that are overdue for like bad shit happening to yeah. them. You know, that's why, that's why it's tends to that's, and, you're watching and that's one of the like, reasons why Luke didn't want to come with him. I see because Luke, Luke knows. A little. Yeah, but he's also not the smartest. He's guy. also desperate. <laughs> but also Luke asking Bally for money. You know what that shows me yeah. that Bally is one of those carefree type of street dudes. Or else and he probably ask a for good money. guy and probably would give yeah. him money. And probably if he didn't need a favor right now, wouldn't ask for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also yeah. look at it this way: like uh, Luke's character clearly has a kid. Clearly, he's down on his luck, and he doesn't even have money to take care of his kid, which means he's a fucking... He's a loser. In the first place. He's yeah. a bit of a loser. Yeah, he's yeah. a loser. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? 
You gotta have that Packer you're, money, boy. You're you're taking advantage of the loser. Yeah. And then I'm just straight fucking delusional goofball. Yeah. Like I'm living in some world, some alternate reality That's where I'm like hard to me, as fuck. I realize this like as you're saying this. To me, YYZ isn't like Toronto crime stories. That's not what no. it is. To me, it's mythical, fictional Toronto crime <laughs> stories about like people who are like you know caught up in the worst part of life in a weird way yeah. and yeah. and happen to. It's not people who always met the. I like little slices of life, you know, I like that. And you know why I, I, I think this speaks to me more is when you look at it, no part of the movie glorifies who these people are. No. They, I, I don't. Like, it, you show who they are and Bally gets what he deserves. Yeah. Right? There's a morality to yeah, this. Like, yeah, if, like if YYZ was being made just to show gangster stories, that'd be whack. I agree. But I think this is showing, there's a scope. It's like, it's, it, no one's immune from it. You know what I'm trying to say? It's all part of the game. It's all part of the game. And there, you <laughs> the have wire, different... Yeah. yeah, you have different types of characters. It's probably the biggest influence, to be honest. The Wire is yeah. the biggest influence. I um, caught that probably later than most people. The Wire, I me too. finished I like s- four or five years ago. Me too. I saw it yeah. about... No, I saw a little early. I saw it about six years ago or so, but it was late. It was really late. And Har told this. me when it was still on TV. I think the final season was on TV is when Har told me. Of course, Har did. He, he's always on top of everything, man. Actually, when Har said, I was like, dude, dude, Sash, Sash, you, you got to watch it. It's the show. It's the show. It's called Wire. It's called, you've got to watch this show. And then I kind of lost me after that because I was like, fuck ass liar. <laughs> and then it wasn't until years later when I figured out how to stream stuff mm. on my computer. And you've probably been hearing about it, right? Yeah, that's when I downloaded and watched it. And I, I'm telling you, I, I, dude, I've, I was hooked. I've had this discussion like a million times with a million people. I'm like, you like Breaking Bad? Okay, go watch The Wire. You like The Sopranos? Okay, yeah, go watch The Wire. You like, everybody's like, the problem with The Wire for a lot of people. Game of Thrones, you like Game of Thrones? Is that the they, they have it's a hard slow. time getting the first two episodes. Because yeah, once slow. you pass the first two episodes, you're, you're hooked. Because it's been setting up, right? Once like, they do the character introduction, you're good mm, to go. So good. I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm rewatching it. I'm four episodes in of the first season. It's I've my favorite, a couple it's my days favorite ago, show of all time. And like, I'm s- like full of story ideas right now. Are you guys talking? I got pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I drank a whole bottle. It, 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 me in my house, it's usually running. You have it on all the time. Yeah, like I, cause I have it. Yeah, I just usually have it running somewhere in a room. Yeah, I find it's cool because there's always like little bits of dialogue, something that'll that will spark you your brain, and you're like, oh, this would be a cool story on its own, you know. That, I like that teacher. Remember that cop that ended up shooting that guy, and then he became a teacher. I'm still four episodes like in, so I can't really remember. Oh, okay, okay. Like I, I saw it like you know, like I said six, seven years ago, yeah. so I don't remember much of it except like more. Every if you wait, I find a year or so, the show's kind of new to you. Find new yeah, stuff. Yeah, because it's it. not, it's not a. It's not one of those shows that's like heavily plot whatever. So no. you like you, I, I forgot most of it. I just know the main characters and like yeah. I remember Omar and all this, but I don't remember like how it happens, you know. And that's why it's so cool. The greatest part of that show to me was when how I was like, oh Marlo, there's this new kid Marlo, yeah, Marlo yeah. and you're expecting something. Yeah, and he's just like this. Is this is like this the 18, 19 year old kid that you probably think that you know is a sociopath like? Yeah, yeah, like he's just a high school student, but like look at him yeah. and look at what he's Ruthless. done just because he's a sociopath, right? And you get that following. If somebody thinks you're crazy enough that they can't beat you, they fall behind you. Yeah, because they also don't want to be on your receiving end, right? Exactly. Like, and then, but that show, I mean, that blew my mind. Yeah, that show is amazing. There's another show I kind of like. It's not even close as good or whatever, but it's a similar vibe. It's called Brotherhood. I haven't it's seen it. It's one. an HBO show, I think. And it was like about these like two brothers, like Irish, I think, mob. And one becomes a politician, and one like is like a mobster. And is that's it the show. on right now? Currently? No, it's an older show. It was like it was around. Out, it was out around the time the wire was, or maybe a little later than that. I can't remember. It's, but it's when, you, when you see the actors on, you'd be like, "Oh, I know those guys. They're big actors." Like, is it done? It's. It, I think they got three seasons. But it's done though, right? Yeah, it's finished. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's usually what I am now. Is watch I that, only yeah. I only watch it if it's done. 
what I like about that show is it's also very real. It feels real. It's not as good as The Wire, but it's like you feel like you're in those neighborhoods. It's real. It's not like movie-ish. Do you know what I mean? Like, Did you ever watch the the creator of Wire's other no, show? No, I've been meaning to though. The 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 the. One in New Orleans. Yeah. Wait, what's it called? I thought you were talking Trum- about. Trumbull? Uh, no. Treme. Treme. Oh, I thought he didn't he do the one that was like the. Uh, he did Generation Kill too. That's what I'm thinking. That's a mini series. Oh, Have you seen Treme. Generation Kill? No. It's, it's only eight episodes. It's a mini series. It's, it's a Desert Storm. Not Desert Storm. It's the f- yeah, it, no, one of the those. second one. Yeah. It's uh, it's the Marines are the first ones to land on the ground inside of like so, when the United States bombs somewhere. The Marines basically come in on Hummers and they roll through. And they're the first ones. It's like tanks are basically behind these guys. And they're the first ones to go into a war zone or whatever. And it's basically And that was the follow-up to the wild. Yeah, and it basically follows like the like the, the Marine Corps going through and it's like fucking amazing. You know, you well, know what from the second year season? was that? It was right after the wild. You know, from two thousand something, early two thousands. You know the second season of the wire with the Polish guys? Yeah. You know there's that one guy, Ziggy? Yeah, the mm-hmm. weird one. He, he's in it. Oh, I haven't it? seen it yet, to be honest. I just know he's in there. I've been the one that it. had the pet duck? Yeah. <laughs> that guy kills me, man. The, <laughs> that show yeah. had me when it was Everybody hated movie. that season of The Wire, too. I love it. That's my favorite season. I love that season. It's my second favorite season. Everybody hated that season, yeah. though. Well, what it is, is I knew I loved that show when two episodes in the second season where I was like, what is this, Polish? Like, and where's yeah. my guys? And then I'm just hooked. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so this show can tell me. They can blow up everything I like and still Yeah, and start over and still keep me. Like... The best line in that one is when he's telling the people about the, the downfall of America and he's like, we used to make things. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And, then, and I'm like, holy crap, that's just one sentence. So like throwaway. Five, five words that describes the whole problem with America well, right now. There's so many lines. the death of like North America. Like Western yeah. civilization, the death of Western civilization yeah. is outsourcing. Yeah. There's word. so many lines on the wire that are like throwaways that happen so quick nobody makes a big deal out of them Italian. that'll just gut you. Like literally you just be like, yeah. oh my oh, god, yeah. explain everything about my life. Yeah. <laughs> there's, that, there's that one where that teacher comes from home from school and he realizes that the kids, he can't really help them. Oh, the old cop? Yeah, the old yeah, cop. Yeah, yeah. And then he's sitting there watching uh, a sporting game and his wife comes in she's like, who's winning? And then he just says it's, I don't even know if she hears, she kind of walks out and he goes, no one wins. One side just loses more slowly than the other. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus oh. Christ. Oh, dude. Oh. <laughs> Yo, you know I remember I had paused right then. I'm like, what did this man just say? Yo, know, I would pace my apartment. Like, think, be like, what the hell just happened? But, but, so devastating. You're like, that's oh, what I said, I say this to Martin in that show to me. It's the first time where I really, I was kind of sensitive, but I couldn't really put my finger on it. Is when I realized that like, that like, there's more poetry in um, like blue collar, like yep. working class kind of shit than there is in any kind of like staring at things and shooting. You know why? And, and, and my uncle will sometimes say things about just experience, like something that he experienced and like joking around. And the most profound poetry will come yep. out of his mouth. Just like what you just said. Yo, one side just loses more slowly. Yep. And it's like, that's better than any poet ever. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It, it's, you know why? Because poetry comes from pain. It comes and, from and real experience. And the working class is the ones that usually traditionally yeah, feel yeah. the pain yeah and they have this like and they've wait have this they've adapted to it in a way that when they like they have these weird observances about it like yeah. it's like ah it's just all in the game you know things yeah. like that you're just like oh shit Look it is it this way right like my, my father and we haven't even delved into this stuff my father was a, 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 like involved in organized crime you guys stuff and, like when i was a kid right yeah and uh so i've like i've seen some like gangster shit like like this guy knows stories i haven't really even told him like full stories and stuff because it's still like part of my life that like i that's why i, I part of why I like this genre of film and stuff too because I've actually seen it 
But when my brother was a kid, and I'll always remember this, that like, uh, you know, like some of my dad's friends came and some of my brother's friends came or whatever. The gangster guy that was like my dad was involved in brought the best present. He fucking didn't even know my brother. It was the first time he had ever met him. He brought him a motherfucking Sega Genesis. Probably shit was stolen off the back of the truck or whatever. But he brought him a Sega Genesis with... Street Fighter 2, the arcade game. That's serious. That's serious. And like, well, obviously Sonic the Hedgehog, the free game that comes with it, and Tails or whatever. He brought brought that shit, right? And like two six-button controllers. And that was his birthday present. And me and my brother were like, oh, snap, I'm not leaving my room for like a month. Yeah. And like, these are the type of people in society that you would judge and go, oh, this is a bad person, this, this, and that, or whatever. But it's also the same thing that he says with like the blue-collar poetry. It's like... The people They're that, closer to the soul or something. The people that have it rough or the people that uh, have had to work and hustle hard to get there or whatever, they understand what it means to give something to somebody that's going to brighten their yeah. day or spend a little bit more. Rich people don't understand that shit. No. We literally just witnessed that this morning. Oh, yeah, rich yeah. People yeah, yeah. Rich well, people don't. Well, how? We did a delivery. We, we did a patio. We helped her out. She's got a patio business. Yeah. And sometimes she's yeah. like... Asked me to do a delivery, and me and Martin will go out and just help her out, right? So we went out and we did this delivery for it. And, and people that we're delivering to don't know that this is not our gig. They think we're two patio delivery guys. So <laughs> we're like talking about films and yeah, like retarded, yeah. like looking at us, like. Who's so the we delivered the set to this lady. She's really nice. She came out and like went to her house and we dropped the stuff out. Like really rich neighborhood, like you know, giant houses, giant everything. Like you know? it's like a three million dollar house. Probably, yeah, like right? you know, games room, everything, right? Yeah. And we get there. And I'm like, okay, well, I can tell they're going to store it, right? Because it's winter. They're not going to put it out back. So yeah. usually what that means is they open the garage up, we put it in. And she's like, all right, so we're going to go through here. And she starts taking us inside into the basement, into oh, the no. furthest room in the well, basement. We're talking about like a 5,000 square foot house. So the basement isn't just like you walk through the front door and you go down. And we have oh, patio oh. furniture, you know what I mean? And she's so nonchalant. Like, okay, like, we'll go down this way. Like, she's not like. And I and I and my, my I kind of had like a disheartened moment. I was like, oh, because she was nice, and you, it's it sucks when nice people are like clueless, right? Yeah. So she's nice, and then I just said to Martin at one point, we, she was in there, and I was just like, I was like, look, th- this woman hasn't worked a day in her life. No, she has thinks- no clue what we're gonna go through now. No, she just thinks that like she paid for it, and, and it's that, but she's being so were, nice. She got us water no, and everything. Winding stairs, thin winding tip? stairs. No, because she had already paid for everything, so it wasn't oh. even a tip type situation. But but she gave us water. She was really nice. All that. But you're right. She doesn't know how much work it is. She doesn't that know. Shit over there. Uh, and she was just like, like like particular about things in a way that only somebody is who doesn't hasn't experienced life too much. You know. <laughs> can can you move this uh, ridiculously heavy thing? It's like you know what that is to here. Like after you've already put it down, when I told you to put it down there, but now I've decided that maybe you should yeah. go over there. Yeah. I'm like, my like, bitch, I am your interior decorator. Like I'm that's not, we were like, nice. We did everything, but, but that's that's not that's necessarily mean that in that way. But I know. Like, I know. But you know. But you know what that is? That's the boss syndrome. When you, her whole life. She's probably used to just telling people stuff and it happens, so she thinks that's how the world is. That's well, how I mean, it was more like her husband did all that, and she was like the housewife, and she was in control of the house. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so exactly. Her whole and life, people have yes, come through, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and she's told she... them, do this, do this, put this there. Like, it, she doesn't yeah. need to think about what She doesn't what need to think is. about what we're about to go through, like, yeah. like taking the shit down. And, and it, she's actually been conditioned because she's done that so much. And she's been rewarded for it, I'm yeah, sure. And, yeah, and her brain is conditioned to not even... Like glance that way at it. Exactly. And it comes from a lack of like actual like having to do work. Now yep. they do these things because then you see things differently. Oh, I used to do that job. And you give me but you know bucks. what the thing is? It's like a, a blue collar guy would never make you go through that shit. But no. those you guys always... If you deliver to a guy like me, 
I would be helping you get it off. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm not saying that. But those guys, stuff, but, but those like, blue you know, collary kind of people, they yeah. always end up tipping us like a hundred bucks or something. That's what I'm saying. Because they're appreciative. Yeah, and yeah. they know that works. Yeah, well. they they know. You know, like, I noticed. And, and I'm not talking about what I want. He wanted a tip and this. No, this no, and that. it's yeah, not about that. We're talking about the point. observation. Yeah, they're appreciative because she didn't know what work went. And she was nice, man. I keep this. She was appreciative. She was nice, but it was like, you know, it. Not nice in a way it would actually affect us in any way. It's just like, that's yeah. no concept. Like, <laughs> I find like during the day I sell forklifts. That's what I do, right? Yeah. So I find the nicest people that have value for my time that will actually come see me. And if I say I'm being there, t- I'm going to come to your company at 10, they're there, are guys who, while I'm talking to them, tell me that they used to be sales guys. They used to do your yeah. job in a way. Yeah. All the guys who, who I find, I go, because they want to be nice. Is. Anytime I email him, ask for update on the quote, he sends me his response. It's always, you know, worded in a way that it answers everything I need to know. Because sales guys, because my, 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 yeah. my, my sister and my brother-in-law are like really successful media sales people or whatever. And their job is to be yeah on point all yeah. the time. If you're saying that you're going to be somewhere, you're there and you're delivering. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's that's your job. So their response to that is the same way as, yeah. as it would be yeah. from the other perspective, right? And then in the same way, when you deal with owners of companies, they'll do cheesy stuff like, oh yeah, come by Tuesday at 10. And then they're not there. Yeah, I remember one time I lived in Barrie. And the guy said, come Tuesday at right, 10 o'clock, we'll close the deal. And it was a fairly large company. I'm in Barrie. This company is Don Mills and Eglinton. Jeez. Which is like 100 kilometers. Yeah. yeah. Now it gets worse. Snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> but I wake up in the morning. I called the guy. This is before the days of readily available email. It's probably like 0102. I called him, left a message. You know, I understand the weather's bad. If you're not going to make it in today, let me know. Give me a shot on yeah. my cell phone. I'm going to leave home in an hour or so. No call back. I, that usually means he's there. I drove all the way from Barrie to Don Mills and Eglinton in a snowstorm. Almost skid my car twice to get there and have the lady say, oh, he left. He left like half an hour ago. I find that shit to be so disrespectful. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, where did he go? And she's like, oh, he said he went home. The weather knows. wasn't good. I fucking flip out. When we somebody wastes my time. We had a meeting downtown in, uh, in the city uh, near his off in his office building with an, an, uh, like a film producer guy mm. we wanted to meet. And uh, like... I think once it kind of got cancelled just like ahead of time like a day maybe on the day we were like fine he actually wanted to meet with us it wasn't us yeah he wanted to meet with us also he reached yeah, out he and reached then out. he cancelled yeah he's been he wanted to buy Divine River for a while yeah he, and then what happened is then we had an actual makeup meeting the first time we were like fine it just got cancelled no big deal we didn't even get out anywhere yeah then we show up like we go all the way down there we show up at the, uh, the office we knock on the door nobody's there no. And then he checks his email and he's just gotten an email that says like oh guys by the way I'm not, I don't think I'm going to make it today and you know what? You know what happened with that conversation over. Yeah, and, and I told him. Again. I said I don't deal with this shit anymore. I've made it a point in my life that if you don't yeah. value my time at all, yeah, and yeah. and you actually are the one that wants something from me, you're, yeah. you don't you're just going to give me headaches. I know it. No, you know that's like just the utter disrespect. You don't realize that. How can you be a human being and disrespect somebody's, somebody's time? time. It's embarrassing much. too. It's embarrassing I, standing. I, I'll tell you this like, much right now. Out of because I did I did I was a salesperson too like I sold advertising you know what I mean so and I sold ideas so I had to go to like big companies on you know on like a consistent basis I could do three four presentations a week at big agencies or you know General Motors or whatever right I legit in that ten years that I did that I forgot once that I had a meeting I yeah. forgot and the thing was is that I got an, it, the meeting was until eleven because I was smart I always set up my meetings at eleven because just in case I slept in or I forgot I would fucking have two hours to yeah. scramble to get there right yeah. And the place was just downtown. I think it was with Lynn Chocolates. And their office was in like the financial district in Toronto. I actually made it on time, but I fucking completely forgot. And I was like 
running, like yeah. a sweaty mess when I had arrived. It's a, a there. sense of urgency, right? Also, yeah. I'd feel super shitty if I did that. I'd make it up if I ever did that. And I actually, mean, like, I actually told them. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to admit to you guys. Like, I, Because I, I, I had so many meetings that week that like it just it didn't come up on my... Because like, I'm expecting like, doo -doo -doo, in the morning my response <laughs> to come up in my memo to come up that I have a meeting. It didn't happen. And it just slipped my mind. I had so many other things in my mind. And I told them, though. And I was like, I arrived that's on a, time, and I'm a sweaty mess, and I apologize, but I completely forgot about this. That's one of the nice things about getting older, is that you actually like start to give yourself permission to be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I, I think your, your ability to deal with bullshit, like, I think you're born with this certain uh, God-gifted ability to deal with bullshit, and I think it wears off over time. That's... Like the mine filter. is totally worn off. The, you know, you know what it is. It's the it's the filter gets clogged with hairs and fucking. That's like, what it is. And other is people. Is that what it is, or is it that you're just when you're younger you're more sensitive, so therefore you put up with more people's shit because you feel insecure about everything. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. Maybe the adults are right. Well, that could be. You know. Adult. And then when you become an adult, you're like, fuck. There's no adults. There's just us. There's that just there's all my friends that are now big. You know what yeah, I mean? that could and then be you're it. like, I'm not listening to you. That, that's my thing. I don't listen to any adults because I went to high school. All you motherfuckers, and you're that's none of you were any different. Well, I, don't listen, I didn't listen to people when I was young. Yeah, well, I, this guy I, I, I had a, I had a thing with authority, like, since I was, uh, I've always had a problem with authority since I was a child. My mom said that, like, it legit started when I was uh, three years old and they dropped me off at daycare. She said, since that happened, you have not been the same person. They said that, like, when you were with your grandparents, you were a happy-go-lucky kid or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then they said that they. Then we left you with some humans. Like we dropped you off at day. We dropped you off at daycare, and you came out of there like a hardened criminal. Like what he's the, like, yo, this what, is the world, yo. Where was this daycare? That's <laughs> communist Poland, bro. Oh, for real? Yeah. For real? For real? Yeah. Hard times. My mom said that like l legit. I came out of this place and I was like. Fuck this shit. He was like, yo, I get it now. People suck. Like, I'm <laughs> ready. Guy, this world sucks. You just, no, you know the only difference between you and me then? You just learned 30 years earlier than I <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, I learned it late. <laughs> I, I No, honestly, I started learning that not everyone, but majority people of people, they have an angle. And it's, yeah, and even the people you don't expect, like people you've known for your whole life, and then you start mm -hmm. saying, why is he telling me that? And then you start realizing... Shit, he has you're that right. angle. You're, actually, that angle. you're absolutely right. He actually made me realize that a lot of... I, I was very naive. And I actually started realizing that a lot of people that I was around and stuff... But he'd yeah, be like, yeah, this guy's just trying to do this. I'd be like, no, he's not. Why would he do that? And I'd be thinking about it. I'd be like, fuck, that is what... He's been setting me up for this last two years. That's what I'm saying. People have angles. <laughs> and when you start realizing that, it, it kind of ruins some people. In people want something. It ruins, ruins yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be talking to you. But it also makes you really anything. respect the people that you do get along with. Yeah. You appreciate those people so much more because you're yeah, like, that, okay. That's why like, you got to tighten up, man. You got to yep. eventually just say, okay. And I told my cousin that one time. He was 27. And he was having issues with one of his friends. Like, I wouldn't even worry about it. Yeah, that's like, not a guy's... Why? Yeah, and I told him, I go, you're not even talking to him when you're 40. Yeah. And he's like, really? I go, I guarantee you. They're called time Even fillers, if you bro. don't have issues with them now, because he was thinking of one and apologizing. The, yeah. And I go, first of all, I don't think it's your fault. I go, second of all, even if you don't had, didn't have this issue with him right now, you won't be around this guy when you're 40. Because you'll be not interested gonna. in him. He's not going to engage you anymore anyway, yeah. right? Like, all yeah. that shit changes. Different interests, different... You know? Every another thing that that uh, it, this is not even about friends. I don't even know if this is related to anything we're mm -hmm. talking about right now. But another thing that helped me out a lot is when I used to worry about a lot of shit. Me too. And I then, was an anxiety filled person. Yeah. And then somebody told me, I "Don't worry am. about yeah. stuff." Yeah. Because in five days, regardless of whether you do anything or not, that problem's probably gone. I kind of had a similar. Nobody told me that. I just yeah. kind of realized it. I realized that like. 
I've spent so much time worrying about shit, it didn't affect anything. Yeah, that didn't even happen. Didn't even half the shit that you worry about doesn't happen. Yeah, yes. like I worry about stuff. Well, actually, 90% doesn't happen. More than 90, I would say. Dude, like yeah. I'm scared of flying. Somebody would say, hey, you want to go to Cuba with me? In, in summertime, we'll all go together. And I'd be like, yeah, shit, I don't even know if I can go. And then that night, I'd be worried, fuck, people off like three hours, I'm after drink. Then I'm like, fuck, I don't even know if I can go yet. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, I don't you know, know what these guys are going. Yeah, the ticket's not booked, the flight's yeah. not booked, I'm not even sure if I can get time worried. <laughs> and I'm worried about this four-hour flight we now. All do that. We all do that. I, don't, I don't like to fly, and I don't like to travel. Uh, I never really have. Like I, I, Which like, is funny because he travels a lot. I, I fly and I travel a lot and I fucking hate both of them. And I hate hotels and staying in hotels. And that's like been my life for like 15 <laughs> years. Like it's probably why I hate it or whatever. But um the last two times I like that I flew, I realized it had uh, it, this is a weird thing. I realized it had nothing to do with the flying. It has everything to do with fucking customs. That's me. Security. Yeah. I love procedures. I, I my bag. No problem on planes. My tickets. Like the, the waiting customs. in line yeah. for ten. Like, dude, last time I, I flew to Nashville. I don't like, like the feeling ago. of being like uh, shepherded. You know what I mean? Uh, like somebody's like like it looked at like the security is yeah. just somebody's power over me and stuff. Like, like they're clearly dumber than me. You know what I mean? Like, and not only that, like <laughs> like here's what bothers me the most about flying. I don't think that the plane's gonna crash. I don't either. Because first of all, if it does crash, your shit, family's good. Yeah, you're gone anyways, right? Yeah, and your family's good. They get a good payout, right? But my whole problem is the fact that I can't walk out of that shit. That's my issue. Where you're stuck in the... That, that, yes. that was my problem. For that predetermined four or five or six or whatever hours it is, I'm stuck in here. That doesn't bother on me this, No, that oh, bothers me. I like to be able to just walk out of situations. I get it. I, I, get it. I, I got it. something for you, man. Two Zanny bars guy and a fucking uh, couple shots of Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Plays to oh. be going down and you're like, burn this motherfucker. It's like, it's like Burt Kreischer is like an alcoholic purely based on the fact that he flies. He says, you only yeah. need drinks on airports. And like, yeah, yeah. I'll drink, I'll drink before I get on a plane. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't get twisted and pass out, man. Get twisted and pass out on the plane. Like I did that once on the way to Vegas. Yeah. Was it a good experience? Yeah. Actually, funny, <laughs> yeah. funny plane story now that we have a side note here. Um, four or five years ago, there was like 14 of us going to Cuba for my friend's bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And the Those plane, are always the best trips, by the way. Yeah, the plane got delayed like six hours. So we purchased... <laughs> they said it was going to be delayed two hours. So they said, okay, because it's delayed, you know, anyone who wants to go into the Sunwing VIP, which is unlimited all you can drink, um, it's 30 bucks. So we're like, instead of sitting at the airport bar, we all bought these tickets. We went okay. to unlimited, right? Now, here's the killer. You pour your own drinks. Okay. So now you got 14 Punjabi guys sitting there with <laughs> bottles in front of us. We're pouring triples, quadruples. And we're trying to drink as fast as we can because we're like, the plane's delayed two hours. We got two hours. We paid 30 bucks. Yeah. Let's I got my 30 yeah. bucks worth of drinks. Right? Yeah. So near the time... It's like Chinese yeah. than you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're about, about liquor. So near the time now that we're supposed to go check and see if the plane, they announce is delayed another two hours. So now, in our mind again, we have two more hours and we start killing it, killing it. <laughs> then it got delayed another two hours. So, long story short, when we get to the line, we're in no shape to get on this plane. It's 11 at night. Our flight was supposed to leave at like 5. Um, for reasons that I won't get into, me and my cousin were not allowed on the flight. <laughs> Let's just say he got tackled by police. A whole bunch of shit happened, right? So... As they're walking, yeah. Your cousin's going to the club not realizing yeah. he's got to go through customs, bro. So, but he, he actually got taken to the drunk tank. I'm not going to name no names. But as I'm walking out with the cop, I'm still really drunk. And I'm like, what does this mean? 
And she's like, what do you mean? I go, and she's a really nice lady. I'm like, what does this mean? She's like, what do you keep saying? Like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, like, does this mean I'll never get on an airplane again? Yeah. And she's no. like, no, you can get on one tomorrow. You just like, so to Cuba, awesome. right? Like, you just can't get on that one. And then I'm like, okay, cool. So then she actually took me to the West Wing or WestJet uh, counter. So I booked a flight for them in the morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> Now, this is where the story gets funny. I sleep at the at the airport because I'm not going to go home. Yeah. It's already 12. My flight's at 6 in the morning. Right. Yeah, there's no point. So I just sleep at the airport. They get, they get me my luggage back, everything. I'm like, I'm going to sleep here. My cousin, they took him to the drunk tank, so I have no idea where he is. So morning time hits. I thought I was really drunk. I wake up around 4.30, and I figure I'm going to go wash my face and get through security. And I'm like, man, like I, I thought I was really drunk, but I still remember the whole night. My cousin texts me. They just let him out of the holding cell, right? He's like, yo, where are you at? And then I go, I'm about to go through security. He goes, but we missed our flight yesterday. I go, that's fine. Just go to the WestJet counter. You pay 200 and something for a one-way flight. He's like, oh, cool. I'm coming right now. What flight are you on? So he does all that. And then he meets me on the other side of security. And we're waiting for the plane. He comes running up and he hugs me like we haven't seen each other in like five years. And this is when I realized I wasn't the drunk one. When he looks at me, he goes, where's everyone else? (laughs) I swear to God. And then I'm like... I'm like, bro, they're, they're in Cuba. He's like, what do you mean? I go, they got on the plane yesterday. He's like, he thought all of us were kicked off. Where's everyone else? The yeah, he's like, 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 where the world? You know what that is? That's like the typical blackout alcoholic oh, that, yeah. that doesn't remember shit. He's like, yo, what happened? Oh, yesterday? yeah. He's like, where's everyone else? Then, But they didn't get to Cuba until 2, 3 in the morning, right? And then they had to get the resort, all that shit. So it was 4 o'clock in the morning. Our flight left at 6. We got there at nine. We were at the resort by ten, so they weren't even up when we got there. So yeah, like, you guys are lounging in the recliners and shit on the. That's what I mean. Like we thought we missed this long thing. That's the best. Yeah, he's like, where's everyone else? I'm I like, got dude. A, everyone else on the plane. I got food poisoning over the weekend, and um, <laughs> and I was at my buddy's house, and I swear I got so sick. Right, I was like bent over the toilet, throwing up. And at one point, you know when you're so sick where you don't care anymore? Yeah. I was like that. And I was just like throwing up, throwing up in his room. And, and my my cheek was against the toilet lid. Like yeah. The actual, I was like that. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> 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 yeah. And like, just, and at one point I was just like, I remember thinking in my head, you know what? It'd be okay to sleep here. Like, yeah. it's okay if I just sleep right on the toilet. Why not? I, I don't care if like, his wife walks in. I don't care. They only have one bathroom. They have one bathroom, right? And then he walks in at one point. He's talking to his, he's talking to his brother on the phone. He's a pharmacist just to, like, be like, what can we do for him to help him? Yeah. And his buddy, his brother's walking me through it. Really, they were really helpful. They were awesome, right? Meanwhile, yeah. I'm blowing up the bathroom, right? And, and uh, he, uh, what did he say? At one point, he tells me that, like, he told me the next morning I slept there, right? Because I was, yeah. like, shivering. I passed out on this. So I woke up and he's like, he's like, yo, at one point you were on the floor. And I came to, like, get you and I'm like come on let's move to the sofa and you're like why <laughs> and I'm like I'm like because you're more comfortable you're like no, you're like pick pick stop stop pick, don't move me don't move me why are we going to the sofa <laughs> why should you what did you I eat? have no recollection like what did you eat some restaurant food some shit as if you know this guy this guy's making me now I have like I have like five drunk tank stories I'm gonna I'm gonna say now I'm gonna say them because they're all like those not all five pick one <laughs> no 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 I'm like I'll, I won't even blow up the thing right oh. now without saying it or whatever say but like no. dude like I remember in Hamilton like uh, I went to the drunk tank three times in a row in Hamilton man I used to like black out like I swear to God when I used to drink I used to like I, I was I was telling him like years ago that like when when I used to drink I was coherent and completely fine for like 
no matter how much I drank, I was coherent and fine. Sometimes I puke or whatever. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I puke, power through, start drinking again or whatever. I swear to God, the first time I blacked out, I can't even remember. Sometime around when I was like 26 years old or 27 years old, it was like the first time I blacked out and I didn't remember shit. You know what I mean? People would be telling me and I'm like, what? Like, how did that happen or whatever? The moment that I got it, it was like Sidney Crosby with concussions, dude. The moment that I got my first concussion, I would black oh, yeah, out like fucking all, all the time, time, man. Really? It was like out, bro. Like, like I would. I, would you be? I lost my car in Toronto for fucking six days. I didn't know where I parked it, man. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I went out. Told this on the podcast. Yeah, have I told you? Yeah, yeah, no, sorry, I've told this on the podcast. Yeah. That's just like one of the stories. But it's like, awesome. Tell it. <laughs> I went. Uh, we were drinking like two nights uh, for two nights in a row. And then I went out to, I think we'll see my parents. I was like living in Toronto. I went out to go see my parents in the burbs or whatever. And I was driving back and it was a Sunday night. And this was at the time when my roommate, Jimmy, um, he didn't really have like a full-blown full-time job at the time, right? So he was a rep uh, for a, a whiskey company called Wiser's, right? Like for Wiser's yeah. Whiskey. He was like the Wiser's guy. Like in, yeah. in Toronto and like Canada and shit. Like driving around doing all the Wiser shit. And um, he was working in DJing at a bar at the time where his wife was working there as well. He gave me a phone call. He's like, yo, just come out to this fucking Cadillac lounge, man. Just for like one drink. Uh, they're having a huge event and like nobody from the bar that we're working at is here. And then Tim, who's like the, the manager, he's got like mad free drink tickets. And it was a Jack Daniels sponsored party, right? Okay. And we had like, dude, like I'm talking like 150 drink tickets. So I'm like, you know, I'm kind of hung over and I'm like, whatever. I have a couple and I'm like, I'm still feeling like shit. I have a couple drinks. Then, you know, I have the third and the fourth. I'm like, all right, it's 12 o'clock on a Sunday night. I'm starting to get a little bit loose. I'm starting to feel good. By the time I realize it, we're like, yo, let's go to the after hours spot. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's all the worst. <laughs> so, so Tim drives my car to the after hours spot. I think we went to like two bars in between. And then we ended up at the after hours spot where like everybody from the Drake Hotel and the staff and shit were all there. And like everybody was yeah. like, it's like five o'clock in the morning or whatever. I don't really re- like. I remember getting there, and I think I smoked weed with like a bunch of people outside, and then I don't really remember anything. And then I woke up in the morning, and I was like in my house, in my room, like staring and shit. And it was like eleven o'clock, missed work, like didn't even call, just fucking didn't show up to work, like you know what I mean. I wake up, I'm looking around, and I'm like, what the fuck happened last night? And Jimmy's like, oh yeah, you drove home. What? And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, you drove home. Then Andrea's like, no, you didn't drive home. She's like, Jimmy drove home. Jimmy's like, what? I drove home? No. <laughs> all three of us don't remember how we got home and shit, right? So we're all like talking. We're all saying that one person drove. So I'm like, what? I'm like, so anyways, I have to get out of my house. I used to live on Avenue Road. So I have to get out of my house because you couldn't park in front of the house. You have to park on side streets and shit. Yeah. So I go on to my like random where I would have, you know, parked my car on the street or whatever. I'm walking down the street. Nothing. I walk down the second street. Nothing. I walk down the third street. Nothing. So I your come, car is not there. Yeah, I come back and I, I come back and shit. And I'm like, I have my keys. <laughs> Six days, dude. Where's my car? Why do I have so my I, keys? Jesus. No idea where my car is. Right? So I'm like, well, fuck. Tim must have taken it somewhere or some shit. You know what I mean? We call Tim, and Tim's like, no, nah, man, I left you after like the second club. We're like, oh, Jesus. Christ. So, we're like, <laughs> so we're like, okay. And then we went like, you know, and she, then Andrew starts messaging people, and everybody's like, yeah, we saw you guys. You were in a taxi when you arrived to this place already, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh fuck. So I do the shit, or I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go buy the Cadillac Lounge first downtown, and then I'm gonna go to my office in Liberty Village. They're kind of the same way. The place is just a little bit north. I go down there, walking around, nothing, no car, no no whatever. So I'm like, I just go to work. And I'm like, I go to work and I start calling like the tow truck companies and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like giving them my license plate number. Nothing. 
So like I go through a whole day, I go back home, I'm like no car. You know what I mean? The that second, stressed me out. The second what? day, I don't think it was you, six days. I think you it was call like, it in, stole it. Like, it, was like, it, was it was about three days, yeah. right? The second day, still take the subway to work, or whatever. Can't find my car and shit. Like, they have no idea where it is, right? And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, maybe it's stolen and shit. So I'm, I'm thinking potentially reporting it to the police, right? But I don't want to tell them like I must have parked there like black old dumps <laughs> or some shit. Yeah, imagine like, that phone call. Where did it get stolen from? I'll fucking know. Yeah, I was hammered. Yeah, yeah Tim's like, no, I left you guys like, uh, I left you guys like on. Uh, uh, you can't have a straight story. On like about King it. Street like, or some problem. shit, right? Yeah. The next day in the morning at like eleven o'clock or maybe even earlier, I get a text message from one of my buddies. My buddy Pete. It's like, yo, I'm walking down college. Your car's parked in front of this fucking uh, this uh, comedy club on. on co- <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like, I think it was like Andy Warhol's. Uh, Andy Did you guys Warhol's see pool. comedy and forget about it? I'm I, I, I I that. I think it's called Andy's Pool Hall, like Andy Warhol, like a play on words, yeah. or whatever. And he's like, the car's out front. I legit go there. And I'm like expecting like mad parking tickets. This was at the time where I used to get like two thousand dollars worth of parking tickets a year because I just used to ball out of control of parking downtown. Yeah. And I get there, zero parking tickets, just like bird shit, some dust, and like flyers stuffed into the shit. And like I found my car, <laughs> and I was like, dude, like, and I legit said to myself, I'm like, dude, I had a dude, where's my car? Like that I legit don't crazy. remember where. where Your I version of dude, where's my car? Might be better. That's what I mean. The best part about that is if he got in, like if it was a movie, yeah, and then it didn't start. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah, yeah. Right there, he gets it. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the movie. End, end of short. Short film right there. You should make a short about that. I honestly, that would be cool. Be funny. I had like, dude, like so many oddball, random shit. Like I ended up somewhere. Like I remember, I went to this guy knows. I went to a festival in Los Angeles. I like it's a long story, but anyways, I ended up backstage. I don't even know, like, I was so drunk. We were literally in San Bernardino in the middle of the desert. I don't even know how I ended up there. I was so wasted. By the time I realized it, I'm like, fucking pass through the gates and I'm backstage and shit. It's like exhibits rapping over here. Like, having a freestyle session. <laughs> See, I'm if like, you walk through it like you're supposed to be there, they'll let you go through. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's like I, anything, though. I, I was actually there. talking to two, because I recognized them. They were two, uh, it's not Hot 97, whatever the, the, uh, the station is in California, they were actually doing a presser. And I recognized them, and I think it was, uh, it was I can't even remember who they were now. They were like two like prominent okay. uh, DJs. They were sort of been like, if you had known, uh, what's his, Charlemagne, yeah, whatever. Somebody like that. Like, I recognized them, right? Yeah. So I ended up, they ended up liking me, and I was from Toronto, so we ended up talking and walking, you know what I mean? By the time I realized I was talking and walking, and I was like backstage and shit, <laughs> I turned around, and like Jimmy, uh, his brother, and my brother were all standing there like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> So, I'm, on stage. So, so, so I'm, I'm like literally like backstage where all the trailers are. There's like literally like I met, I met like Eric Sermon. Oh, we met, like, like, I'm talking like we met like mad artists. You know what I mean? And um, Jimmy and all those guys are like are over there. And then I look over at them and the guy yells out to me and he yells out like the funniest Jewish name. I can't remember what it was. It was like Jimmy made up some name. He's like, oh, I know like Bartholomew or something like that. Right. And then he looks at me, and he's and oddly enough on the list there was like a Bartholomew <laughs> or whatever, right? Like oh as like some big like producer. It was a funnier name than Bartholomew. Yeah, I get, but it, anyways, I get it. But Jimmy looks at me, and I and I'm like, like that from like a distance, and the guy's like. Pass them through. And then Jimmy and my brother and his brother and everybody get backstage. So now we're all backstage and we're wearing these like free knapsacks that they had given to people who bought like VIP access tickets. And we're like, all right, we look like pure fucking tourists and shit. Like we shouldn't be here. So everybody chuck your bags and free t-shirts and stuff like underneath the bus, right? So now we're walking around and we're all backstage and shit. And what ended up happening was, because this is Jimmy and this is Jimmy's style. 
he kept pushing the envelope. He's like, okay, well, let's get into this person's yeah, trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did that, and we're like, we shouldn't be there, but we're there. Then he's like, yo, what we need to do is we need to get on stage now. He's like, you know what I mean? Because there was like people in the backstage that you could like chill in the concert and shit or whatever, right? So we ended up, anyways, we ended up getting to the side of the stage, and then like three quarters of the way, we were literally like two more steps, and we would have been in like the crew that gets to stay on stage like the whole entire time or whatever. Yeah, the height. And yeah, and basically the guy's like, "Yo, those passes aren't supposed to be here," type shit. And he didn't say it to me because I made it through. He said it to Jimmy, and then I'm like, we fucking turned around and we basically you got turned passed. around for Jim. I did, yeah. That's the type of person I am. I know he would never do that. I would have looked at Jimmy and said, all right, later, man. You should never like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make hip-hop history. Yeah. <laughs> Pass me the mic. I'm about to make hip-hop history. See me yeah. on stage. Like, to yeah, this day, to watch the video of the white guy who came out during the yeah. Eric Sermon concert. This guy's like fucking doing the running man break yeah. some uh, shit out. And that's, that's all right, well, that's about the end, right? That's we're done. That, that's where Danger started, too. He grabs the mic. Danger on the mic. <laughs> well, we're not going to top that. End the podcast there. There you go. <laughs> that was pretty good. You have to give, yeah. You have to give up.